This is the Above Average Podcast and you are listening because you want an above average life. Alright guys, welcome back to the Above Average Podcast, the podcast where we talk to above average people about their above average lives. Now today uh, I have a very uh, important guest on today who comes straight from Hollywood studio set of The Expendables 4, <laughs> Mr. Dolph Lundgren himself. Yeah, we are. Yeah, we are. <laughs> I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. So please welcome, uh, six foot seven, is that right? You are? Six foot seven, heavyweight pro boxer Stephen Robinson. How are you doing, mate? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Fant- I'm fantastic, mate. I'm so happy to have you on. Finally. Thank you. Um, we actually it. spoke in January, would you believe, when I saw you in the gym? And you mentioned the podcast, and I was like, can yeah. I have you on? And now it's about six months later. Yeah, so. <laughs> it's, 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 it's my <laughs> fault, it's my fault. I'm, no, no, I was like, I'm, I was... I'm away, and I'm yarring, I'm there. Well, I so. think when I spoke to you that first time, I'd only done like two episodes or something like that. So I was like, I want to get you on once I've established a bit more, more groundwork and stuff, and I know what I'm actually asking you. Um, but my first question has to be, when did the whole Ivan Drago uh, character thing start? When did people start to say that you looked like him, or you, you know, when did that whole thing start for you? So I, I I took up I took up boxing uh, quite quite late in my life, mm-hmm. which obviously we'll probably get on. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Um, and as as I went away, um, it would be people would come up to us and go, oh, it's Dolph Lundgren, it's Ivan Drago, and people would ring Mark, uh, Mark's me coach. Yeah. Um, people would ring Mark and go, oh, what you have you got your heavyweight Ivan Drago for for sparring to, to sort out and. I used to get Freddie Flint off all the way through, through <laughs> school. Uh, I, I used to get Freddie. I, I'm hoping it was the skinny Freddie, not the fat Freddie. But yeah. I used to get Freddie quite a lot. And then I think as, as, I, got, as I got older, um, I think it sort of, as I hit sort of 24, 25, I, I think I started looking like a 70-year-old. <laughs> It's uh, <laughs> probably nah, really not a good thing, mate. It's uh, yeah. So it it sort of it sort of transitioned from from just being away and, and getting called Dolph Lundgren and, mm. and getting called Ivan Drago whenever, and people would come up and go, oh, "Do you know who you look like, oh, Mister Bean, Mister T?" And and it just really went from that, and yeah. we saw it's it's a good thing to have. He boxes our box and, and we're happy to to carry it and transition it over into, into the boxing because yeah, you've got this, the colour shorts as well don't you yeah, 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 yeah. Well, well that's a funny old story at the minute isn't it because of the whole yeah. USSR <laughs> so have you kind of cut that out of your thing yeah, for now yeah. well, it's, it's yeah. Disney Drago now Disney Drago oh, yeah. oh I like that I haven't yeah, seen that so, yeah, nice. yeah nice. we'll have to uh, we've had a sky rang when said the USSR thing has to Toned so, down. Yeah, so nine hundred pound. Yeah. I'd I'd literally just bought a brand new boxing shirt, pair of shorts, and, uh-huh. a, and a gown. I just had them made uh, in the in the February, and I think I think Vladimir decided he was going to attack uh, in the June. Mm. So I've sent Vladimir an invoice, <laughs> and I'm yet to hear back from him. So we'll see. Nice. What we'll see if he responds when yeah, I put we'll this clip on TikTok we'll as well. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully he'll get <laughs> we'll in touch see. and pays it. Same as with Dov London, me, me real daddy owes us lots of CSA. So between the both of them, I'm, yeah. I'm owed quite a bit. He's, of he's money. missed a lot of Christmases. And he has. He has. has. I mean, uh, my mum's got a lot of explaining to do as well of, <laughs> of where she was and. In in the month of sort of June nineteen ninety one or so, yeah, yeah. Nice <laughs> <laughs> so with all the guests on the show, I like to kind of see who they were and what made them a success along the way, rather than just focus on their success. I want people to be able to be inspired by you know your backstory. See that you know you might not have come from success. You didn't get it all given to you. So take me back to sort of Stephen in school. What was kind of your school life like? Wow. Uh, 
Uh, I didn't really have a school life. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't the... You've got so much... I mean, I'm only... You know, I'm only going back to primary school, what I can remember, 98, 99. Mm-hmm. You know, so you're only talking 25, yeah? And the, the change in the adaptations in school these days with the help and... I didn't have that, so mm. when I got diagnosed with ADHD at 14, it was sort of, through school, I was I was known as just the naughty kid. Mm. Um, you know, I was put on a pedestal of, he's the naughty kid, mm-hmm. he doesn't want to learn, he doesn't want to listen. And because of that, I sort of thought, well, screw yous. If you aren't giving us a chance, if you aren't giving us an opportunity to show that I'm not that kid and you aren't trying to give us any sort of help, yeah. then I will have this class clown effect because in, in school I, were, I was the little fat specky kid and I had to, to, to not... Fortunately, I wasn't bullied because mm. later on... I ended up <coughs> in a naughty boys' school where <coughs> you couldn't not fight. Yeah. Um, well, it's just like putting you all together, all the ones that kind of got branded. It is, and, and you wouldn't really say that now. Mm. Um, I mean, and like I say, you, I'm only going back sort of 15 years. So yeah. It's not that but, long, really. Not, no, not, not at all. all. Not at all. So the change, the change that's happened has been, been obviously really good. Um, for schools, for, for for kids especially. So I sort of, as I say, because I was the fat kid with glasses and because, I th- you know, my mum didn't have much money and my parents didn't have much money and I, I didn't have the new big houses and the rock ports and mm. I would go in with, you know, a fake Henry Lloyd coat that then from the knock-off bloke that mm. come knocking on your door and I had a pair of Brunswick shoes and... You know, you were, you were laughed at. And as I say, I was... I sort of thought, right, well, I have to... I have to be the class clown. I have to be funny. I have yeah. to be naughty to be liked. Um, and as I say, way, way, way before I boxed, I, I, I was a tough kid. Mm. Um, I, I was a hard kid, and that, that got us a long way in school. Yeah, so you didn't get bullied, but were you kind of like no one messed with you, kind of? Thing? No, people tried. People, mm. people tried. <laughs> uh, like I say, I, I, I was the, I was, you know, I, I was fat. I had glasses, and I didn't have the money to to have the the clothing ranges that was yeah. in fashion at the time. So, people definitely tried, and it was either you know I fight these kids, otherwise I'm gonna go five year of of being bullied yeah um and and school would have been a million times worse than than it was so it's it it was like i say it was very cliche of you know you you had to fight other but it was sort of and once you've once you've adapted a reputation in school yeah it goes a long way word gets around and you sort of uh, you, you you get respected, which is which is ridiculous, uh, mm. but you know it, it's it's like being in the in the animal kingdom. You, there's you know, a hierarchy, you, yeah. There's there a hierarchy, is, yeah. and that's what school, and that that's how that's how life is, and in business, and in, 
and that's how that's how life starts really yeah. you, you know you, you if you if you have to you have to build this you have to become tougher the prime yeah, of, yeah, you do. of the of the pack and ensure that you're not willing to accept the bullies and once you've done that and that that that, that still even happens now yeah. um and i think it's unfortunate to say but i haven't got i haven't got kids but i think you know if I did have kids and they were getting bullied, my first thing to say would be, "You're gonna have to, you're gonna have to show these bullies that exactly. they can't, they have to stop, yeah. they have to." And the only way to do that, and you end up being the one that's told off. You end yeah. up being the one that's the bad person. And it's hard when you're a kid as well, because obviously I was, I was skinny. I didn't have glasses yet, but I had bad eyes. But I was the kind of skinny kid, weak. I got bullied, and I was always told, "If you get bullied, go tell your teacher." But all that did was, you told on me, whack. You know what I mean? It doesn't, course, it's yeah. an endless cycle, do you know what I mean? So the, like you said, it's the only way, but you, like a lot of schools don't want to say that, a lot of teachers don't want to say that, even though they know it's true. The only way they're going to stop the bullies is if they stand up to the bullies, but then they're encouraging school violence or whatever. It's like, it's, it is a hard thing, like it, you said, to do. You've got, it, to, you've it got to step up. It's, it's a vicious circle because, as you say, you, you, as a parent and as, as, a, as a human, you you know, you from 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 the Neanderthals, it's it's fight or flight. We've had to mm. do it our whole life, and you know, you you can either run away from your problems and from the bullies, but in longevity, could have a massive effect, a massive impact on on you throughout your whole life. Yeah, you know, you you might hate school, not want to go to school, not stick in at school because you've been bullied, which doesn't give you the GCSEs you get, you, you know, you're expected, which doesn't get you into the college, which doesn't get you into the university, which mm. doesn't get you the job that you're expected to get. And by being bullied for them five years can have such a long, and it's not just that, it's, it, you know, with suicide, with mental health on the yeah. rise. And you know, for, for me, bullies are, are probably up there with the, with the worst people in the world, mm. especially when they proactively go out to bully somebody and they yeah. know what they're doing. Especially now, um, with because kids go home and they sit on TikTok, they sit on Instagram, mm. they sit on Facebook, they sit on YouTube, and they they see the effect that bullying has yeah. on people, but they still feel the need to go and do it. And yeah. as I say. Some people do it because they want to be cool. They want to be, you know, ah, run the school, ah, and it, it's, it, it's that alpha male thing where yeah. Andrew Tate's probably one of the worst people for advertising mm. this alpha male sort of thing. So these fourteen-year-olds sitting on TikTok swiping through, watching Andrew Tate talking about, you know, you need to do this, you need to do that, <laughs> get a Bugatti, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> People want to live like that. Yeah. People think that that's what's coming to them. People mm. don't realise, but when you leave school... It's a lot harder, it's, yeah. It's, it's a downhill spiral. Thing is that, that's the thing, though. It's like, obviously, I think... Have you ever heard of a guy called Simon Sinek? So he talks a lot about um, the instant gratification kind of world. Like, now, kids are sort of... Even, they go even softer. Like, you get medals for participating. Do you know what I mean? Like, imagine if you came, if you came last at the bottom of your league, but they still gave you a medal. And it's like, no, because... I want to be able to get to the top. I don't just want to be like, oh, well, I got a medal anyway. It's like, it's yeah. that sort of mentality that kind of ruins a lot of kids and they get this expectation that, oh yeah, the Bugatti's waiting for us or the the hot trophy wife's waiting for us or something like that. They're expecting this to come to them because of things like TikTok and things like Instagram where 
they can see way more people's lives than any other time in history. Like someone can look at you and think, you know, you don't put a foot wrong. You know, you're a boxer, you're a pro, like you, you know, famous or whatever. You know, people can look at you and say that. And it's like, but they need to listen to things like this where it's not all sunshine and rainbows, you know, gold doesn't just fall out your ass. Do you know what I mean? It's like they need that reality check. And unfortunately, I don't think they're getting that. They're not because nobody 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 shows the fails online. Yeah. You know, you you never see somebody not bench pressing a hundred kilo. Yeah. You never see the person who lost a hundred pound on the football bet or yeah. the horse bet. You only see the succession, you only see when they do bench press that hundred kilo. Mm-hmm. You only see when they do, you know, win a football bet. You don't mm-hmm. see and and for me, it's it's like when 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 you see a girl taking three selfies. For for me, that that that's not. I wouldn't say a cry for help, but that's a cry for attention, mm-hmm. because they don't want the the insecure about something. Yeah, it's, so it's validation. Of course, there's the one the one likes the one validation, and it's the same as these people who only show succession, mm-hmm. only show the football bet or the horse bet because. They're probably five or six thousand pound down yeah. over the twelve month, and that one win has given them that, you know, that that bit of sort of satisfaction of, wow, I've 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 won something, yeah, and and I'm going to put that out there because, mm. you never beat the bookies, you know, and and, as I say, but we're we're in a world where, everything is put on social media, yeah, and and unfortunately. Not enough fails up and on social mm. media. Not enough when you failed at life, uh, but you never fail. You learn, yeah. And that's what annoys us. People think they failed because they haven't succeeded in, in something. But that's a lesson to me. Like no matter what I've done, I've I've never failed. Yeah, and I'll never believe I've failed. I'll I'll always take what I think could be classed as a failure as yeah. a lesson and exactly. I'll learn from it. Amazing. Yeah, 100%. I 100% agree with you there. But in terms of after sort of the, the school life, I know uh, you were a bit more of a party animal back then as well. You ended up working abroad and stuff. Like how much can you expand on that, that time of your life um, and where you were sort of mentally I, I played, well? I play, I, going, going, back to, going back to the school days, it, if it, it's funny because... I was very, very fortunate that football took me away from a lot of things. Mm. Um, football, for me, was, was was everything. I'd finish school, I'd go home, I'd take my uniform off, and I'd go to the the bus stop, which was outside my house. Mm. I'd go and knock next door. Next door was a foster foster home. Um, uh, you know, and they, they had constant influx of child kids. Mm-hmm. I'd go there and I'd see who wanted a game of football and then I'd go to the youth. I remember being 14, 15 year old and being down the youth club and you're probably classed as a nonce this day and age <laughs> if you go and do that because I'd be playing football with like 11, 12 year olds but that's all I wanted to do. Yeah. I didn't want to drink. I didn't want to smoke. Mm-hmm. didn't want to try drugs. All I wanted to do was play football yeah. and where I'm from, because I was... <laughs> I was very fortunate to have football because had I not have had football, I know fine well I would have been. Everybody who I grew up around or with are either dead, unfortunately, or in prison, mm. or, or on the streets, or are drug addicts. You know, and I don't walk past anyone that I grew up with 
and you know they were wearing a suit and say, "Oh, I've, j- I've just mm, had a promotion and, yeah, yeah. in me in, in in my new job. I've just become HR manager." I've just, unfortunately, I don't see that. Mm. Um, being from Bladen, I th- I, you know the Bronx of Bladen that have now been knocked down. It it was no, it was sort of make or break. You don't really leave. Yeah, and I was. As I say, all I wanted to do was play football. That was it. And you had that passion to keep you focused and away from those like distractions. I, I guess I, you would say. I don't know if it was. I don't know if it was passion or if it was just an obsession. Hmm. Um, because you, you with with ADHD and similar to OCD, you become obsessed with something. Yeah. Um, and I think, which we'll get on to later. Which obviously, as I said earlier, I took up boxing late, but hmm. I become obsessed with it. Which has got us to where I am, and and with football, it's sort of at sixteen. I remember signing for writing, and I was the youngest in the in the in the league at the time, the Northern League, and then I ended up in in Hong Kong. Uh, sorry, in in America. Mm-hmm. Um, so from football, from f- through football. Nice. Um, so I went to America in two thousand and ten, um, and then went to Hong Kong, South China in two thousand and thirteen. Wow. Uh, hadn't even put on a pair of gloves um and during that time i drank um and i re- I, I was an arsehole on the drink um mm. it, it reacted it was in a way of which, which wasn't me mm. um so you weren't a happy drunk you were no of, yeah. not at all i'd 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 bump into people who were bigger than me i'd bump into doormen because i thought they're bullies they're, mm. they're you know they they go to work to bully people, which I probably don't. Ninety yeah. percent of them probably yeah. don't. There's the odd few, like like life. The, yeah. You know, any profession there's bad eggs. Yeah. yeah. Um, but in my head, I would get it in my head that they they would be looking and targeting people, and it got to a point where I just, you know, I said, I'm, I can't, I can't do this anymore, mm-hmm. and I remember being there, talking about bullies and how much I hate bullies. I remember being in Aspas, and I remember such, such a poor little, poor little Chinese guy sat playing poker at five o'clock in the morning. It was a wet floor sign, and this is why I hate. This is what I hate about my so-called friends, which mm. now aren't friends, because I realised that when I got out of the drink, uh, one thing I've never done is touch drugs, mm. which I'm proud to say. But when I got out of the drink, you realise who your true friends are. They yeah. don't encourage you to not want a drink. They want a question, why aren't you drinking? Yeah. Just come out. Yeah, yeah. And they're not friends, they're not pals. No. I remember one of me one of me let's say associates at the time, friends, um, saying, Oh, go and hit him with that wet floor saying, I can't even remember doing it. He said some poor guy sat playing poker, pick up the wet floor saying, hit him across the back of the head, it's on video. I'd go home and wake up the next day. And I remember saying that, and that was in 2015. Mm. I remember seeing that video and feeling sick in my stomach, Biafia, thinking, You just think, why, why did I you do that? it? Why did why, I do that? Yeah. Where has that come from? Why, why, why have I done that? And there's, there's other stories where we used to, the aim of the game was to take whoever had the best item at the end of the night in the hotel room you would all put 30 quid in a pot mm. if there was say you know 10 of with well, there's 300 quid and whoever brought the best item home 
wins that 300 quid pot mm. and people would bring, you know, they'd pinch, they'd pinch something from a pub like a sign or yeah. they'd pinch a street sign. Just daft things like that, isn't it? Yeah. I remember walking home and seeing, seeing a homeless bloke with a dog. I took his dog. Wow. And get, get that back to the hotel. And at the time, I'm the funniest person in the room and I've won the £300. And, and then as I went out looking to, to give him his dog back, he was gone. And I ended up having to go ring the RSPCA the next morning, take it to the R- I could have been that guy's life. Yeah. I could have been that guy's, you know, touch wood. He's not. That guy could have committed suicide off the yeah. back of me doing something stupid because of drink. Did you ever follow that up or whatever happened? I, d- I, d- I, I did, and it was fortunate. It was microchipped and ended up... ended up in When when I got to the RSPC, they, they got it organised and managed to get in touch yeah, with yeah. them. So, you know, but that could have been a total, total different story yeah. with... And that was all due to me drinking and being yeah. encouraged because I was the class clown in, in school. That that carried on through through you know and drink had must have done some sort of in chemical balance in my brain where it just turned us into the biggest prick mm. going. Well, once you've got that identity though, it's really hard to let go of that if that's who you are. And they say that drink almost amplifies who you think you are, who you want to be, isn't it? So like. Not just that, I think the people I was with, as I say, I won't even call them friends, I'll call them associates, encouraged the fact that I was a dick yeah. and told me to do things. And as I say, the the, the, the Aspas scenario, the video coming to us the next day, I says, that's me done. Yeah. I says, I'm, 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 I'm done. I'm, I'm, I'm not that person. Yeah. I'm an, if anything, I'm an advocate. You know, even at, even at that time, I've... I've got mental health in the in the family, like severe mental health, mm-hmm. and you know, for me, I, thinking that I could be the reason that somebody uh, could, you know, is is depressed or somebody, I just is I'm done, yeah. and I've never drunk since. Yeah, uh, and that drinking has nothing to do with training. People, mm-hmm. oh, do you not struggle to drink? And when you're out with your friend, I go out. Every single weekend, I'll go out till two, three in the morning. Yeah, yeah. No problem at all drinking water and have just as much fun as everybody yeah. else. But I'll wake up feeling good about myself, mm. feeling fresh and in the gym. Yeah. You know, and you don't have to have drink to have fun and no. you don't have to have drugs to have fun. But again, yeah. because we're in a world where drugs are now cool, mm-hmm. drink is now yeah, cool, yeah. you know. The, these gas canisters you see people on oh, TikTok having them. I can't stand the vape things and that. Can't, uh, there's no point in them. But it's, you know. you're seeing 10-year-olds, 11-year-olds yeah. doing it because it's cool. It was smoking when I was... It was cool to smoke when I was a kid. It was like, we used to have... I think we were like seven-year-olds or something. We used to run around the shop and used to get them like... I don't think you even get them. They're like chocolates. Yeah, 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 yeah cigarettes. Yeah, pretend yeah, you're smoking yeah, them. Like you're cool. It's like because you thought it was cool. Of course, you know? did. Of course but I've said did. this. Like I've said this on most episodes now. But I said the alcohol is the only drug that if you don't take it, people assume you've got a problem. And it's just I don't think there's any better phrase than that that sums up. Like it's like why aren't you drinking? It's like not why aren't you shooting heroin into your veins? It's like why aren't you drinking? You know what I mean? It's like it's crazy. It's mad. It's mad. But we're getting to that stage where it's now the similar, very similar with cocaine. Yeah. Do you want a line? No, no thanks. Yeah. You don't just, want one. Just someone pulls it out and you're like, <laughs> right? You you don't want one. You you go to you go to bars now, and I'm I'm talking about what 
what you would class as nice bars when, you know, things like Lavello and Avica and mm. bars where, you know, the the clientele. And you, 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 you because our people watch, mm-hmm. especially being sober, you see so many people just, just getting a key. And, yeah. And, you, and you're sat and you think... All the toilet cubicles are locked, you know. <laughs> but they're with a girlfriend. They're mm. sitting with a girlfriend having a nice one-to-one date or a meal or they finish the meal and that's the first thing they do they don't know how to they don't know how to enjoy life anymore but i think what's good about what your story is is that because you have something going on in your life that makes you feel good anyway your boxing career you know the fact that you're into fitness the fact that you're in great you know physical condition probably way better mentally and physically than you've ever been in your life i would is that right yeah yeah definitely like the fact that you have that in your life most people don't have that most people go through the day they feel like shit so the only time they get to feel good is when they drink or when they do drugs it's the only time it, it's correct but what annoys us is the fact that they could have that yeah that that's the difference it's it's not everybody can have what you know what what they want with a little bit of with a little bit of hard work mm-hmm. and mentality and unfortunately you, you people do get in this rut yeah, and you know, it's it's not alcohol and cocaine releases dopamine. Yeah, as does fitness and health, as does training, and unfortunately, people, you know, to the, what 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 they don't think about is when that dopamine's gone, and you're releasing cortisol, you're releasing stress, you you know, your anxiety's through the roof because of the drink, because yeah. of the drugs. So what you do, you numb that feeling with more. Yes, endless cycle. And or you, you, you get tablets off the hospital, you yeah. get you know Well that's the thing though, like we obviously I work in the gym downstairs and stuff, we get a lot of people come in and a lot of my friends see that, you know, we both go to the same gym, you know, and they see me and they go, oh, like, um, I just don't feel great. Like, I'm not f- having a good time in life. I'm like, have you tried moving a little bit? Have you tried going for a walk? Have you tried getting on a treadmill or a bike? Nah, it doesn't work for me. I'm like, have you tried it? Nah, not really. It's like, when you dig deeper, people are going straight for these pills, like you said, they're going straight for drugs, alcohol, because it's prom- almost promoted more. Like, I've never seen an advert for a gym, really, on TV. I've seen Peloton, that's it. I've never yeah. seen an advert for... That's all you see. And people go, ah, oh, that's too expensive for me. But the gym down the road, 15 quid for a gym membership, something like that, you know what I mean? Yeah. You can only go twice a week and you'd be abs- you'd feel way better. It's just people see adverts for rum, Bacardi, there's all sorts, you know, the Heineken adverts, Carlsberg, if Carlsberg did whatever, do you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, that's promoted way more than a gym was. I'd love to see more gym adverts on TV. I'd love to see Vision getting on TV, you know, <laughs> Mark yeah, and Dom up there. <laughs> you, you, you're spot on it. Because it's a multi, multi, multi-billion pound company, yeah. you know. These companies have, have, have got the billions and have got the millions. And funny, going on, coming off off that, I seen something the other day in Uber, Uber Eats, mm-hmm. or something on that. On Uber, things like TGI Fridays, mm-hmm. Nando's, these big companies don't have to pay the 10% because they get more influx of customers, but these mm. small companies, these little pizza shops that are making nowhere near as much mm. money yeah. as Nando's, as your TGI's, as your Barberitos, these small little pizza shops that are just run, 
you know, by people working hard to get yeah. away. They're not, they're not a multi-billion pound company that they've got 400 of them around the world. They're having to pay the percentage to keep the things, uh, you know, Uber running yeah. and to keep things like Nando's and stuff from from staying on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that 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 there is is it shows the pull these big companies have. Yeah, and, 100%. You know, when do you ever see things like CBD advertised? Never. Mm-hmm. You only hear of it. When do you ever see things like ashwagandha? Mm. Natural, natural herbs, natural things advertised. You don't because without these tablets the NHS are giving you, they're a multi-billion pound yeah. company. Look at what's going on at the minute with Twitter and AstraZeneca and... Yeah. Everything that's going, I don't want to. I don't want to go in, uh, in, you know, the COVID thing and the vaccine yeah, yeah, yeah. and this and that. That's got nothing to do with me, and that, you know. But you just have to look at what's going on mm-hmm. and look at the the pull and the force that these companies had, and now they're getting sued. Yeah. Elon Musk is, is saying, no, no. Who who are them to tell these people at the top? Don't take this. Yeah, there's something you can't make a vaccine within a year. It's an impossibility, and look at what's happening. Look at what's happening now. Yeah, there's. I think there was there was, there was something where people's blood is different because of this. Because of because I'm not saying yeah. it's because of the vaccine, but you know yeah. you, you've got these coroners saying blood's different. Mm. Blood's blood. You this, know. Is, this is the first time I'm hearing this actually. Yeah. So many people. There's, 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 there's an unbelievable thing out there. I'll, I'll, I'll send you an after. Yeah, this. I do. I'm interested. Yeah. And it's a, it's about the blood clots and the coroners who have been in the game for 30, 40 years. Yeah. Saying people are coming in with cancers I've never seen, mm-hmm. blood clots I've never seen, and it's all of this was pushed on with through media. Yeah. Through the force of media. Because of it being a multi-billion-pound yeah. thing yeah. that was out there, <clears throat> and Donald Trump stupidly said, "Can we inject bleach?" Stupidly, <laughs> but what he was saying wasn't. Yeah, I remember that. In, he should because he's up there. But but yet you gotta be careful what you say when you're up you've there. You've got yeah. to be careful. I, I'm like that on social media. Like I'll, <laughs> I, I love your share social media, something, by the way. and then I'll go. You know, Skyler Ringers, they take that down. Yeah, and you know. I, some things, some things, I have to sit back yeah. and, and say, I'm not sharing that. Yeah. I can't share that, but I want to. Yeah. But you know, because Donald, but what he was saying is, there's something in this bleach. You look at the back of Dettol, and it'll say, kills COVID. It does now. Yeah, it does. Didn't before. And all he was saying is, what's in there? What's in that that kills this COVID? Mm-hmm. Can we not get that chemical out? And injected in, into somebody, and and that was that was his point. But because he said that, yeah, because he was trying to, you know, get rid of all these vaccinations and these yeah, multi-billion-pound yeah. companies that had put so much money into into medicines and Pfizer and AstraZeneca and the whole thing was just a mess from the beginning. To be fair, of course it was. Thing, yeah, yeah. Of course it was. But it they had they, they had so much force and pull mm-hmm. be in the media and there was no natural things advertised mm. there was no go and get your vitamin c go 
on a walk. Yeah. And, you know, yes, you may feel shit for two, three days. You've got COVID, you've got this flu. Yeah. But in two, three days, you're going to start feeling a little yeah. bit better. I think you're, you're right in terms of the... Because I take, every morning I get my take five different supplements. I take, I take vitamin C, vitamin D, I've got magnesium in there, I've got a multivitamin, and I've got a fish oils, right? And I'm very, very rarely sick. Very rarely sick. And it's just, you know, I might feel rough for like a day or two, but compared to what I used to feel like, where I used to have really bad acne, I used to be like bedridden, vertigo used to hit us. Like the fact that I train, you know, three, four times a week and take all this, I'm like, you know, I feel a lot better for doing it. But people just want, I was like, oh, the government told me to inject this. I'll take it. You know, it's like try the other stuff first. Hundred percent, hundred percent. But um, in terms of what you said before about the the associates that used to hang around and stuff, obviously now you've got um, you've got Dom, you've got Mark, um, and you've got Joe. Is that right? Yeah. They're kind of your close circle. Like, when did you meet them and start getting into? When did they start influencing your decisions? So obviously you flipped it around in twenty fifteen. You said twenty twenty. So so twenty twenty fourteen. Uh, walked. I got told I'll never play football again. Got sent home from Hong Kong. Um, what, what happened with that? Why did they tell you that? So I snapped the ligaments. Mm-hmm. Um, I snapped the ligaments in my ankle playing football. Wow. Uh, Hong Kong wanted the manager, um, the chairman, wanted to force um, the speed of recovery. So decided to inject cortisol. Uh, right. Three months later, after being told, you know, it's a, it's a snap ligament, six months. Um, three months later, and as I, as I started to get a little bit of mobility back, they put cortisol injections into my ankle. Cortisol, by the way, anybody who's watching, who does have an injury and, and is told to take cortisol, as for me, I will never, ever allow any who I speak to, who I'm close to, if they say to me, take cortisol, yeah. I'll tell them, please, please don't take what did, cortisol. What does that do? Cortisol pretty much tells you you're okay. Mm. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a steroid and a painkiller which goes, yeah. oh, you're fine. But that ligament's not healed. Mm. The so you're, bone put, you're putting healed. all that weight on it. And, so yeah. you think you're all right. So the ligament's an elastic band. It's snapped. It's then tied back up. You have an elastic band and, you know, you snap it, you tie it back up. It only takes that uh, to tie, you know, to snap yeah. it again. You have an elastic band, it snaps, you get rid of it. And then six months later, you get a new elastic band. That's going to last a lot longer yeah. than the one that you've tied up. And Makes sense. We went out, we played, it snapped again um, within two weeks. And this time it was a, it was a bad snap. Um where it needed operated on, um, and I was I, I was released from because in Hong Kong you can only have three expats playing mm. for each team. So for them to have me, who had just been out for four months, then I was going to be another six seven months. Yeah. There's a year of paying my wages, keeping me there without yeah. having another expat. So it was sort of see you later. Yeah, uh, um, go. Yeah. We, we, we can't we can't keep you which is understandable and my life from there I, I was like I've got no GCSEs mm-hmm. I've got no skills I'm 23 year old I, I'm, I don't want to go to college and become a plumber or mm-hmm. a bricklayer or 
you know. Um, I was I was depressed. No, I wouldn't say depressed. I, I'd say well, no, I would. I'd, I'd I will use the word depressed. I was depressed because I had nothing. I yeah. put all my eggs in one basket. I had nothing to fall back on. I had no, as I say, I'm 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 I'm, I'm, I'm academically quite thick. <laughs> um, I'm not the brightest kid in the book, so yeah. to think I have to go to college for another year or two to learn something. That made after, you feel a little bit sick. After thinking about yeah. how much I hated school and how much I hated being told what to do, yeah, I thought. And I ate, and I ate, and I ate, and I got to a point where I was 144 kilo. My ankle had healed. Um, I had getting, this was in 2014, so I'd hit the the drink again. Mm -hmm. Um, Going out with pals. Needed a full new wardrobe. Uh, And and like was said earlier, going back to what, what affects drink has on me, yeah. mentally and physically as well. Like you say, you, you feel like shit the full day. Yeah. You, no, you, you, your hair's falling out. You, you just <laughs> this, feel, this is not the, for drink. <laughs> mine, 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 was, mine was, I mean, there's photos of me where I hadn't, I literally had no hair. Mm. I, I, you know, crazily as I started to train and started to watch what I eat and stuff mm. it, it, but there is photos in, in 2014 15 where it was, there was nothing yeah. and that and your, your whole your, mentally and physically you feel your life just yeah, gradually down declining up. and I didn't work Yeah, I think I think I got a job in Ikea at the time mm-hmm. um and I was like, I need to lose weight. Yeah. I need to do something with my life. And 2014, I walked into the gym. I was on tag because I was an arsehole. I said to Mark, I didn't know Mark. I was going to say, did you know them beforehand? No. no. Um, I says to Mark, I says, uh, I want to lose weight. Mark was behind the desk. Um, was this was this the original vision with the, the, the warehouse that, one? That was one. the one, yes. So that was the one, one next to the fire station. Yeah, yeah. I think that the, they were only there for about five months. I think they opened in the other one, September mm. 2004. I, mean, I so, missed that old one. It was yeah, fucking freezing. It was, it was, <laughs> it was, a, it was an old, old school gym, <laughs> wasn't it? it was the I, can't, I can't believe I've been training there that long. It's. Really? Uh, I think. I think t- September 2014 was wow. when he moved to when he moved to there. So. Wow. Uh, only ten years ago you've now. You've been there a long time. Well, yeah. What was the guy you trained with again? That was uh, Paul. Paul. Paul Joblin. Paul yeah, Joblin. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. he he was he was that rack. Remember rack? Rack. rack yeah, yeah. Little little spider monkey who used to be able. To he climb. was class him. He uh, was so he was like, agile. He's a wall yeah. climber, isn't he? Yeah, he's he's, meant, he's, he's uh, But I remember walking in and Mark being behind the desk, and I said, "Listen, I'm 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 fat as a pig. I'm I'm down." And I need something, man. I've I've gone from, I've gone from playing football since I was, you know, seven year old. I'd finish yeah. school. I'd play football. I'd go to the youth club. I'd go at the bus stop. I'd go on the field. Even by myself, I used to go down the field and yeah, kick, kick the ball, the ball off yeah. the kick the ball off the top of the crossbar. And it would, you know, yeah, that's when kids were allowed to play out until the street lights come on. And you know mm. that would be a cute call and. As I say, in the in the Bronx of Bladen, everybody knew everybody. Yeah, there was yeah. no worry about you being kidnapped or 
there was no worry about anything. Hey, every single so would play at the Green Gates Park mm. until nine o'clock at night, and your mom and dad wouldn't worry. Yeah, about you. <laughs> you know, like, they wouldn't. It was, just, it was the same across home. the road when late in the air. It was the same. You'd come home when you were hungry. That yeah. would be the only time you went home. Uh, you know, that would be the only time you went home, and yeah. you'd have a shower, you'd get up for school, and you'd go again. Yeah. Um, and I says to Mark, I says I, I need help, and he says, "Well, the best thing to lose weight and the best thing for your head is is to box." Mm. I went, oh, "Perfect." He says, "That's on half seven till nine o'clock." I says, "I've got a curfew. I, I, I can't come mm. to that class." He says, "Well, we'll run a box fit class with Giuseppe. Mm. Um, that's on from half." Five or half six to half seven. Can't remember the exact. Yeah. So you could make that time. Yeah. I say it's perfect. Nice. So I ended up going to this box fit class. I remember going and, and enjoying it, and then there was a big guy Curtis who who Mark had signed um, professionally, mm. um, a boxer down there, and he used to they used to do a body sparring class on Tuesday night, six till seven where Curtis would be in and they'd get all the guys who enjoyed fitness mm-hmm. going in and they'd say, right, you're in with Curtis, you're in with Curtis. And they'd put one in for maybe two minutes yeah. with, with Curtis. And I bet that was long enough. And, <laughs> and I, I remember, bearing in mind, I'd never boxed. Yeah. But I'd always fought. Mm. I'd always been a kid where I was sort of... Uh, yeah, I was... Where where I where I grew up and where I'm from, if if you had trouble, your your dad would take you to that person's house. And <laughs> yeah. You, 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 you yeah, have yeah. to fight them, and that yeah. that's how it was. And it's a bit shitty thinking about back, but that's what it was. Mm-hmm. You know, people, you, your dad would take you and say, "Go on." And it was it was probably passed down as well. Like their dad would have done that, and yeah, it was. Yeah. And you know, so I I was I, I was I was quite handy, but I had no. Rhythm or I've still got no rhythm or style. <laughs> I've seen you box, man. Uh, a, a bit. It, it's funny because it, the the George Foreman story's just come out, mm. and I went to say that at the pictures the other day, and I was sat there, and it's just me. Yeah, like everything about his story, he couldn't box to, for fun. Was just a tough kid. Yeah, he was abnormal. In in it is time of weight of height, um, of style, mm. and he ended up becoming a world champion and, yeah. and doing what he done. But going back to going back to the the body sparring class, I went in, stand there moving around. I remember just going bomb bomb hitting him, and I remember him sort of wheezing, and then I remember hitting him again, hitting him again, and he. he he sort of went down on the knee, and Mark was sort of. I can remember being like, "I'm, I'm sorry." Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I, I'm he was sorry. shocked in that moment, I bet. And Mark was like, "I oh, don't, don't, don't say sorry." And he was like, "Curtis, are you yeah, fine? Boom, boom, you're fine." And we got back in. And I remember Curtis, bang, bang, because he was pissed off. He's mm. be, you know, we were just fitness people. It was yeah. full of. Old men and old, yeah. old, old and then, yeah. uh, ageless and timeless. So I'll not use the word old. I'll say older people who were there to get fit. Yeah, yeah. And I was just moving around and um, and he come in and bang, 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 and I'm standing there. 
and me being me, I stood there and was going, come on then. I didn't know this guy. I was yeah, going, fucking yeah. hit us then, hit us. I'm standing there with my hands down. He's bam, bam. I'm, going, I'm laughing at him. And I'm you were just back. taking the, the, yeah. the shots? Yeah, and, 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 and that, that was my mentality of sort of who... And, and we ended up nearly fighting. Like full on getting angry at each other. Yeah, Jesus. we ended up nearly fighting, and I was like, "Well, get in the get in the car park, you prick." And Mark was like, "Right, stop, 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 stop." Jesus. And then things calmed down, and Curtis, funny enough, now is is he, he found God. Um, wow. and you might have seen him on on Northumberland Street. You might you've, you've probably seen him in the gym, big big black guys, probably. firemen. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, he's now found God. Um, he is a is a speaker mm-hmm. um he stands on northumberland street he owns a he owns a church um a good very 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 good guy and as i say we mark was like you need to come you need to come to this boxing class mm. <coughs> i think i had three months left on my tag um I spoke to my probation officer I says is there any chance i can go to boxing that'll do us a world of good no chance. Nah, yeah. <laughs> I had a feeling I, I would say I no. I had tag for being a wrong and fighting, so yeah, I was yeah. like, no. Yeah. Like, well, I don't want you to learn to fight. If anything, yeah. I want to get you away <laughs> yeah. from that, which yeah, yeah. is fine. I can so see Mark where that from. took it out of his own hand to say, well, I tell you what, while Joe's class is on, me and you go in the ring, mm-hmm. um, and we will learn some parts um, from half five to half six or six to seven, whenever, before the amateurs come in. Yeah. I says, okay. So I started learning some parts. Three months later, my tag come off and he says, right, I want you to spar Curtis. So you can imagine Curtis is, is still pissed off from <laughs> four months He's still earlier. got a grudge, yeah. Um, He's got the grudge. I, I've never really seen him since. Um, Mark's daughter took uh, took bad mm. at the time, and I think the Tuesday classes stopped. So the body sparring classes stopped. Um, so I'd been going on the pads with him twice a week. He says, right, I'm going to put you in sparring with Curtis. I'm still 138 kilos, mm. still still drinking, still fat. I'm still enjoying myself, just going down there and, and trying to... Throwing your fists about Better yeah, me, yeah. me life. Um, still working in a job where I hated. Um, How did it feel in that moment of when Mark was kind of almost taking you under his wing? Was it was it nice to have someone that actually gave a, gave a shit kind of thing? Like, still to this day, like... There's no words that I can ever say to Mark for what he's done to me. He, he, pro- he, uh, he's probably the reason why I'm not in prison, uh, and, he, and he doesn't even realise what, what, how much he affected me, mm. um, of a good, good effect, and uh, not just Mark, Giuseppe as well, um, and what they've done, and because Giuseppe wanted us out of the gym two or three times, which I'll get on to. Um, so I got I sparred Curtis. He come out and this, this guy's a professional. I've never I'd only laced a pair of gloves five months earlier, yeah. and and been in a class, 
just doing push-up squats and jumps and doing four shots on a bag and yeah. like an aerobic style boxing with with the odd body sparring class and I goes in and I remember Mark says right we're going to be sparring uh, four twos no problem and he says right Curtis you're in my corner Stephen you're in that corner with Giuseppe and as I say, I'd only knew Giuseppe off the fitness class. I hadn't really spoken to Giuseppe. I had this seven seven pound gum shield in, these twelve pound pair of gloves, these four pound Everlast shorts. Mm. You know, I was full scared out from Primark. Yeah. Up, <laughs> I, I, was, I was full on Meg Ashley the Everlasted up. <laughs> I walks in and I goes in. I, there's, there's photos. What marks? I think Giuseppe's got the photo of us in this green vest, and I'm yeah. just like a little house end with this, these brown gloves on and this head guard that I had to lend and stunk. Mm. I comes in, Curtis, bang, bang, boom, boom. I thought, I like that. <laughs> I like that. Like I'd only ever been hit. Yeah. In the in the street, and you know, it was like, or in school, or where it was like fight or flight, and yeah. Touch wood, I'd, I've never been on my arse. In, in, I hate saying it, but hundreds of street fights, yeah, yeah, which I've never had one in a long, long time. Mm -hmm. Thousands of rounds of sparring and 54 fights. I've wow. never yet to be on my arse. Mm -hmm. Bang, bang, bang. I thought, all right, I'm, I'm hitting him, he's hitting me. Comes back to the corner, my nose is pouring her blood, my lips pouring her blood, my eyes up there. And Joe went, right, you're done. I says, don't you fucking dare. Don't you dare. Mm. And he had to do four twos. No, 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 you're done. Mark went, right. He went, uh, let's let's leave it. You could say Curtis was angry. Mm. And I went, no, we're not leaving it. We're not leaving it. Mark went, you're leaving. Anyway, ding, ding, ding. The bell went. It's on a, it's on a timer. Yeah, yeah. So I walked to the corner of the ring. It was a sort of thing. And what, what did I do? On, yeah. Mark was like, no, we're done. I was going, how are then? So Curtis went, how are then? Bang, bang, bang. My pair of Obviously, he's hitting me a lot yeah. harder than me because he knew how to hit. Boom, boom. He's hitting us. And I'm, I'm laughing. I'm, I'm walking him. I'm hitting him back. Mm. Second round come in. Mark went, we're done, we're done. I says, don't you dare stop the sparses. You stop the sparses. And I'm telling you now, I'll, I'll, I'll smash the building. I'll smash. Wow. I was like, you, you, we're, we're sparring, we're yeah, finishing yeah. the spar. I've come to do four twos, we're doing four twos. And we ended up finishing the four twos. I went to the bathroom, I cleaned my face up. And Mark went, you did, like, sort of, right, you're done. Um, I left. I left the gym. Mark rang and went. Giuseppe doesn't want you back in the gym. Um, he thinks you're a bad egg. Um, you're not a boxer. He mm. doesn't. He doesn't. He, th he doesn't think that it's good. And I sort of went. Well, right. He went. But I love your heart. I love your dedication. He went. I see something in you. Mm. He says so. I want to speak to Joe, but you need to tone it down. Yeah. When we tell you no, it's a no. When we tell you this, it, you know. Yeah, it has to stop, yeah. I was like, fair enough. I apologise. So it goes back in. 
back training, no sparring, back training, back training, back training. Mark wasn't doing the pads with me, he was focusing on Curtis. Giuseppe didn't really like us. Yeah, he didn't really want to come here. So I wasn't getting pads. And I thought, and it was like, for me, as I say, I didn't realise what boxing was about. I didn't mm. realise that you had to learn before you get put on the pads. And yeah, you know, I had gone three months just doing boxer size yeah. and then being on pads with Mark. So I just assumed that, you know, because these kids were getting pads and I wasn't, I thought, well, why? Mm. Why not me? And this, this was February 2014 at the time. And then July... I'd only, as I say, I'd only been in the amateur gym for a, a, a month. Yeah. And Mark, I think, April time, April, May, Mark went, do you want Do you want to get your medical card and do you want to fight in July? There's a fight at Bishop Auckland. I was like, I'd yes. love to, I'd love to. And at the time, I had, I'd managed to get down to 100 130 kilo. Mm. Uh, lost my job at Ikea, got sacked for... <laughs> Hitting somebody at the Christmas party. <laughs> what, because uh, of the drink? or Because of the drink. Yeah. Um, Wasn't with a wet floor sign this time, no? No, no. not with a wet floor sign. Uh, with my head, actually. Oh. Uh, Glenn, the manager for IKEA family, uh, a prick who sort of bullied yeah. people in, in, in work. And yeah. I think my head was just like, I really don't like him, I really don't like him, <laughs> I really don't like him. So as the drink got more and more and more, mm. I realised he's the one I don't like yeah without the drink did you have like an, would you say you had an anger issue at all definitely or not no uh, definitely it's not just as soon as oh, I, I definitely had an anger issue I seen I seen a psychologist and stuff right, as, yeah, as yeah, a yeah. kid yeah I, no I definitely had an anger issue but I would I, I never bullied I never sort of you know mm. you were just a loose cannon really yeah. especially in the boxing ring yeah I, 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 I just yeah I think I think, as I say, had I not have played football and just sat in the house, <coughs> sitting playing Crash Bandicoot on my PlayStation 1, that probably would have caused us to have anger issues. Mm. And oh, believe me, I have anger issues when I play Crash Bandicoot. It's, it's Fuck very that game. frustrating. <laughs> yeah, very frustrating. I, I think you, you got the you got a free on PS Plus and I downloaded it the other week. And I thought, <laughs> Did you have that PTSD? That's exactly why I hated this. That gecko... I remember Gex and Rayman and that. They're just the just the camera angle and the way you have to move the analogue to get to the I just thought I just fucking hated running towards the camera and having to jump. Gex went to jump. Went yeah, to fucking hate yeah. that. Fucking hate that. It's uh, <laughs> it, it, uh it's, the times have changed on games, haven't yeah, they? Yeah. Um and yeah, so I did, I, yeah, I did, I, I did have anger issues. But Mark's really like saw through that didn't he use that there's something there because the, fu- the funny thing is i've seen boxing matches like i'm, I'm not a huge but i don't follow the boxing much but obviously when i went back and i watched a lot of your clips and stuff like that and i've seen the clips from you know the aj fights or whatever and the way you punch like i don't know there was something when i was watching you punch it was like that intensity like every punch you threw was like had so much intention behind it like even from someone that has never watched boxing before i could notice that intention behind Every punch you threw, do you think that's what Mark saw on you by then? There was just that that intention, that fire that he, he really wanted to sort of spark. I think I think so, and I think like like was said earlier in the in the podcast, it it goes back it goes back to the animal kingdom where you know it's kill or be killed. Yeah, and there's a, 
you only you only ever see a lion not asleep or not lying down when he needs to catch his food, when mm. he needs to catch his prey, and then he's on top form. Yeah. And nobody sees the hard work that goes in in the gym. Mm. Nobody, nobody sees the six month of a camp, the sparring, the dieting, the being in pain. They only see that fifteen minutes. Yeah. On Sky. But you see a montage on a Rocky movie or something, yeah. You know, you, you people only people only see that fifteen minutes. And boxing's probably the worst sport in the world for keyboard critics hmm. who are sitting on top. They don't realise what goes. It's the loneliest sport in the world. Hmm. You can't drink. You can't go out with your friends. You miss holidays with your girlfriend. You miss stag dudes with your pals. Yeah. You miss this. You miss that. You, there's nothing more lonely than boxing. Nothing. Yeah. And there's thousands of things out there about it. You know, you, you go on YouTube and you type in, or you go on, on Google and type in loneliest sport in the world. And there's photos, thousands of photos of boxers just sitting there with quotes. And, mm. you know, Does it's, it's, it's yeah. well known. It's a hard sport to be in, but yet people only see that 15 minutes, which goes back to mm. people only posting the, the highlight reel. Yeah, the highlights. You know, they never see. Yeah. Never see the behind the scenes. Never see the yeah. the the not. No, for instance, I'm on a stag too on the 24th of June, mm. fully paid for. One of my best pals, one of his groomsmen. I can't go on that now because I'm fighting on the 24th of June. Mm. So. I've got a breaking news, by the way, Joe, if you're watching. <laughs> I can't go on your stag, do I? haven't told him yet because I only found out yesterday that yeah. this was happening. But there's another thing that I'm missing. Mm-hmm. Now, I could have said to Mark, no, no, I'm not. I'm not. Yeah. But this is my life. This is my yeah. livelihood. I have a fault since December because with boxing, there's so much politics involved. Yeah, things get cancelled, pushed back. So, yeah, yeah. So many politics where... It's a fighting sport, but not every fighter wants to fight every fighter. Whereas with me, I've got the mentality of, I'll fight the best. If, mm. if, if I got a phone call tomorrow and said, you're fighting AJ in six weeks, would you accept that? Go, of course Sounds, I will. Yeah. We're not. We're not. Like I say, I don't ever lose in life. I, I, yeah. I, you know, I don't ever fail in life. I learn. Even then, it's an opportunity as well. Like, 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 why do you think it is that people don't take those opportunities, though? Because like, obviously you're saying these, these fighters and stuff, but that applies to normal everyday people as well who are on fighters who miss opportunities who don't take them why do you think it is people that don't take those opportunities when they come people are so frightened to fail mm. people are so and I think in 30, 40 years we've changed so much as humans we've adapted as humans where people are so scared to fail yeah and you know, see how I see it is imagine you're in a queue in Alton Towers and you've queued for an hour and then at the end of that hour, you get on that ride. And that's like life for every no, for every no, for every no, for every no, for every no. At the end of that queue, there's a yes. Mm-hmm. People aren't willing to wait in that queue. They're willing to wait in that queue in Morrison's to pick up 20 tabs and a mm-hmm. bottle of vodka. They're willing to sit in that queue in, you know, in a pub in Weatherspoons and wait for 20 minutes yeah. to get a, get a pint. But they're not willing to wait in the queue of life to wait for your turn because they're so worried about failing yeah. or 
too many people are happy cruising through life. They're happy with being able to put food on the table, being able to put electricity and, and, and gas on the house mm-hmm. and having a roof over the head. Yeah. That's it. But there's so much more at life, and yeah. especially now with the cost of living crisis, it's getting harder and harder and harder to do so. Yeah. Which is putting mental health to the highest it's ever been. Yeah. And unfortunately, like I say, for, for me, you have to fail to yeah. succeed. You have to have hit rock bottom. In life, you have to have hit rock bottom because without knowing what rock bottom feels like, you're happy just to sit there and guide and cruise. But if you've been to rock bottom and you know what that feels like, you think, fuck that. I want to be back at rock bottom. I want to do something. I want to succeed. And everybody can succeed. But unfortunately, it's the peers around you that don't want to see you succeed because the minute you start succeeding, (laughs) those people lose a friend, lose a drinking partner, lose somebody to share a bag of cocaine with, lose somebody to go around the house and smoke smoke a bag of green with, lose somebody that's going to be around their house on a Friday drinking, and all that's gone, and they don't want to see you succeed because they want to see you on the wavelength that they're on. They want to, because your success reminds them of what they're not doing, of their... Not failings, but their inability to act on yeah. on anything. It's one hundred percent true. Like I lost, I used to hang around with my friends from school. We used to go Weatherspoons all the time. You know, the Harry Class up in Wickham. We yeah. used to go there all the time. Um, gradually, you know, they're not my friend on Facebook anymore. They removed me because I would put, you know, all the stuff that I post, and I would start videos and stuff like that. As soon as I was getting some traction, and I wasn't hanging out anymore because I've got to do a video this day or I've got a podcast this day. It's like I didn't want to know anymore. And you know, I'm happy with people being content with the bare minimum i have yeah. nothing against p- people who 100 percent want to have a kid like me and steven aren't bashing people who want to have a kid have a house and and that that's their life that's fine but for a lot of people like i saw this quote the other day and it was um a ship is safe in the harbor but that's not what a ship's, meant, what to a ship's meant to be for and it's i was like it's 100 percent true like it's pointless having something so pristine and perfect and never getting any battle scars never seeing what you're capable of never pushing your body to any other limits like i used to do um, I used to want to be really fit. I used to do that, um, the classic Roger Bannister, the four-minute yeah, mile thing. Four I used to want to yeah. do that. I never actually managed to do it, but I got in such a shape where, um, I remember, I think it was Rack actually came in the toilets of the old vision while I was like, thrown up from the road machine because I, I wanted to push yeah. myself so much. And it's like, people, I feel sorry for people who have never got to the stage where they've, man- they've nearly been sick from exercise or they've been so sore from leg day or from sparring, they can't move the arm, or they can't walk properly, do you yeah. know what I mean? I feel sad for people who aren't willing to put any effort into their potential. I don't know how you feel about that. But you've, you've just hit the nail on the head. You you didn't succeed that four-minute mile, but you tried, mm-hmm. and that's the main thing. You didn't fail. You didn't reach your potential of that four-minute mile, but you tried, and you tried, and you tried, yeah. and you pushed. And... Because you didn't succeed, you didn't stop doing what you wanted to do. You oh, changed yeah. your thought and went on to something else. Mm-hmm. And you know, in life, you're never gonna, you know, you're not gonna succeed in everything. Yeah. No, you're not. And it goes back to you've got two choices in life: you don't succeed, or you succeed, or yeah. you do, you don't try, or you try. There's only two choices. Yeah. You know. And, and and it's up to you. But people overcomplicate that as well. Oh. They think, oh well, I can't do this, but I could do that. But oh, do I bother doing this? Do, do I think of this? That yeah? that's the thing. I mean, do I bother? Yeah, exactly. That, that's the thing. People yeah. 
don't want to bother. It's almost laziness. Happy. It is, but at the same time, the comfortability. Yeah. I, 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 the, the word, you know, they do get comfortable in, in, in what they're doing. And they're not, they're, they're so worried about failing. Yeah. They're so worried about seeing, but I done I done a podcast not long ago, and I, and I and I said this, and it ended up going it ended up going viral, and, mm. and I think it got something like a hundred thousand views, and nice. I didn't this 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 quote isn't something I've seen, or or it it's 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 genuine. Where I said, if imagine hell not being hell, mm. imagine hell not being you know the flames, the devil, you know. Down, down, and uh, you know you don't go to heaven. You go to hell, and it's the worst thing in the world. But imagine hell being that when you die, your soul or whatever it may be, and whoever it may be passes you a piece of paper and says, "Were well, you content with your life?" Sort mm. of, or no. Or, there's a piece of paper. Read it because that's where you could have been. That's yeah. what you could have done. That's the person you could have been had you have chased your dreams, had you have just getting out that comfort zone. That's where you could have ended yeah, up. 100%. And hell is living with that piece of paper, going fucking hell. I could have been that. I could have mm. done that, but I didn't because I was too happy just cruising. Yeah, and it's oh again, it's what people think of you as well. People's opinions hold you back. What's my parents going to think? What's my friends going to think? You know what I mean? And. Uh, yeah, have you ever seen? We watched actually. We watched it last night. Goodwill Hunting. Have you ever yeah, seen that? Yeah, amazing film. Uh, yeah, if, if yeah. you haven't seen that, by the way, if you're listening, um, go watch it because it's incredible. I only saw it for the first time last yeah. night. I knew what it was about, but seeing it last night, where he's like, he's a genius, but he wants to stay with his it's friends. Just, he still wants to be comfortable and 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 not be really. He doesn't want to be close to anyone. Like he tells his like the girlfriend that really loves him, and he's like, I don't love you. Like I'm uh, running away from it. He's, like he's worried. He's yeah. worried about yeah, yeah making that commitment. And it's funny because talking about TikTok and stuff. That that guy who's the train spotter is the, he's amazing. <laughs> during COVID, he only be so he if if you watch his story, he got bullied mm. for being a train spotter, loving trains, and he hit the gym. He got all his hair shaved off. He, he becomes someone he wasn't mm-hmm. and he ended up going getting a job and getting Burberry clothes and Rockport and Stone Island clothes and mm. he said he'd done all this and he hit the gym and there's, there's photos and he, he, he told his story on the one show or one of these one yeah, of these yeah. programs you, 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 when you finish the podcast or anyone who's watching should go and watch it I can't remember his name it's Fran- Francis, Francis something. It's, yeah, he's got like Borg, a Borg yeah, something. something like that. Yeah. Um, but he he changed his whole life to be someone he didn't want to be because yeah. of bullies. Because he felt that he had to, and you know, then COVID hit, and he just went, "Nah, this isn't mm. me." He grew his hair and he found his love for trains again. And, People, this is the thing with social media. People are coming out and going, "He's fake. He's not this. He doesn't really." But you can see he's how much love he has for that, yeah. and he's chasing his dream, and he's making thousands up on thousands. Yeah. Now, off just doing what he does, off of sponsorships, and you know, because he's he chased his dream. Yeah. He didn't sit back and and allow these people. 
to tell him you can't do you don't yeah. want to do that that's embarrassing he was on with uh, Prince uh, William the other day you said he was on the he, he, there was a video of he runs on the train and then uh, um, William and um, I can't remember what is what it's called but uh, we're on the train and he's just like oh hello oh, <laughs> it's, it's just like it's, I love it. but again it's that authenticity as well people crave like we think that we have to be moulded by society and be like oh society wants me to be this way my family won't be this way but what people really crave and what people really want from other people is authenticity and for people to be who they are because we want that almost permission from them if someone's being themselves we can be ourselves yeah. if someone's being fake we think we have to be fake it's entirely like it's like a mirror almost it is and it's hard because with social media and with all these programs like Love Island and Made yeah. in Chelsea and the only way is Essex and Jory Sean. All these programmes make out that you have to be a size eight, yeah. you have to have thirty two double D fake boobs, you have to have fake teeth, you have to have luscious long hair if you're a male, you have to have abs. Yeah. You, and you, you you see this and you watch this and think, Well, I want a girlfriend like that, so I have to do this. Yeah. You know. They're turning up to the villa with the Stone Island jumpers on. They're going out on the drink with the Stone Island jumpers on. And, you know, you see these and you go, Mom, I want one of them jumpers. And yeah. your mom's only only just scraping through life. And then, you know, you're begging for this jumper. That's 380 quid in flannels. Yeah. And because you think it's going to get you laid or whatever, yeah. Yeah. Or look cool on social and, media. And, and that, that, you know, that's, that's what... Like, if I... If I think back to when I was 14, 15, I couldn't even imagine watching something like Love Island at all the show. Like, and yeah. if I did, I think my dad would have absolutely... He would have been like, like, what are you watching that for? I'd run upstairs and I'd put sex out right around at 10 <laughs> o'clock or topless darts. But to, to think that now 14, 15-year-olds are, are sitting watching these programmes mm. and thinking that that's how I need to look yeah. that's how I need to be and then but we're at a time where things that aren't and scientifically aren't normal are becoming normalised mm. in schools but other things aren't like, such, such as transgenders oh, the, massively the whole, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not listen no me neither I'm not, I'm not against nothing that, against no. them but for schools to be pushing it and telling the kids that this and that and there's so much more to life that they need, they should, they need to be teaching them the values of life yeah passion discipline like this it, is not going to be as easy as you think like well, yeah. well, that, like even even like I was saying this on the part. I had a woman on here who was a money specialist, and we were saying that like I don't, I never got taught taxes in school. I never got taught how to, uh, you know, save money or whatever. I never got told any of that. Like it, it's now algebra. All, yeah, it's now all about what's safe, what's you know, what can we get grade points for? Like you know, on social media, it's all that. Like, what does everyone else think? Like, am I accepted by everyone else? Does it, do people think the school's good? Do people think I'm right? Uh, like, you know what I mean? It's like appealing to the woke mob almost I think we, as well we've seen it recently with that teacher that that took took their own life because they got a bad Ofsted report I didn't see that what was and that? They, some teacher took I think it was a her um, took her own life mm. um, because she was principal of a school and 
at school got a really bad Ofsted report and she hadn't slept for five days leading up to Ofsted and mm. I know I know a few teachers and when they get told Ofsted's coming in, they don't sleep for five, six days yeah. because this Ofsted comes in and if you get downgraded you're risking losing your job because yeah. they f- haven't got the funds and it's just so much stress and pressure on, yeah. on you as a teacher who's already got stress and pressure yeah. going into, you know, I, I, these teachers I know wake up at six, go to school, f- plan the lessons, mm-hmm. come home from school at four, mark the homework, Plan more lessons till Plan like more eight. lessons. <laughs> go to bed. Yeah. Back up at six. Um, yeah, yes, they get. But it's the same as with school. We, yeah. as children, we're in school from. But, but bear in mind, places like Iceland and 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 Greece, and we're in school for four four hours of a day. Mm. And that that you know they're all all right, but. With us, we go to school at nine in the morning. We have to be up at seven to brush your teeth and jump on the school bus and get school bus. I hate the school bus. You look at the school bus. It's sometimes forty minutes to get to school, and it's full of that hierarchy thing you were talking about before. Where yeah, we used to get um, as a year seven and eight, we used to get pennies flicked off our heads, and that was fucking nasty. Fucking nasty. The year elevens on the cool seats at the back. And as you got a year eleven, yeah, it just gets passed down, doesn't it? You know, you, you you go to you go to school, you you're there from nine or nine or half three. Yeah. Then you come home, you've got homework. Yeah. So you don't get to see your friends, you don't get to be who you wanna be mm. and go out and play and because you've got homework. Yeah. You're stressed about the homework, you yeah. don't you know in in school now I it's so so stressful when you think mm. back like I've never ever nobody in my school ever said I've I'm depressed I've got mental health mm. it's weird that it's popped up almost like of course it has of course it has yeah I, I never ever all the way through school knew a 13 14 year old that committed suicide Never. No, I mean, it, it Never. wasn't heard of it. It was adults that did it, or like it the was. occasional person on the news. Of course but it was. You'd, you'd see it on the news. Yeah. You, you know, you'd see, as I said earlier in the pod, that I've I've got mental health very close to the family. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I had an uncle when I, in 1996 take his own life and, and, and was was seen in his own shed hanging. Mm. Um, and that, that, that that's hard. Mm-hmm. You go your whole life thinking about that, and yeah. the, the the struggles come with that. And but do you do you, do you let them struggles control your life? No, you can't. But now there's so much social media has 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 caused depression because if you're not the cool kid, you get somebody message you mm. fat. But it, it, again, it's them keyboard warriors you mentioned. Like, but even even the other even the other kids in school, yeah, like, keyboard warriors are the worst people in the world. Like, yeah. you just look at the people who have taken their own life. You know who you would have never, ever. Perfect example is 
Uh, who, who plays the genie? Uh, my mind's gone blank. Robin Williams. Robin Williams. You should know that being a massive Disney uh, fan. My mind went blank. <laughs> it's, yeah. we, and we were talking about Goodwill Hunting as well. But he, every film he's in, he plays the same sort of happy character, yeah. Mrs. Doubtfire. Only only film I think I've seen where he's he's not is where he plays a psycho um, photographer, mm. and is that you, you, he's the type of person where you know you you and and this is this is why I hate. Well, why did he kill himself? Why did she kill herself? Yeah. She's got money. She's got this. Doesn't solve your problems. Nobody realizes what's going on in somebody's head mentally. Yeah. I mean, look at him from Lincoln Park, Chester Bennington. He had a wife, kids. He was one of the most famous musicians of you know twenty first century. Right. Lincoln Park. Everyone knows who Lincoln Park is. Everyone knows Numb. He just he had only had just. He had, I think he had only just done Leeds Festival, one of the festivals, and you know, if you if you go back and look, I can remember the passion he put in that song yeah. Numb, and you know. I remember people, these theorists, conspiracy theorists, saying that he knew yeah. then he was going to... Because he sang that... in his head. Like, yeah. never before. And he's... You know, you look at the likes of Caroline Flack and... Oh, the, that was despicable, people, that, like, especially the papers, the way the, that... The, the papers, the papers, and the, the, the same paper, poor Caroline Flack mm. takes her own life, who, three months earlier, was saying, get her off Love Island, she's, a, yeah, she's yeah. gaslighting, she's a bully, she's this, she's that... And going back to social media, going back to these programs, Mike Theostatus, the kid from Love Island who took his own life, mm. and he's not the only one. Sophie, the, the Geordie girl that was on Love Island who took their own life. There's been tons from from the the pressure from of these pro- programs. Well, the pressure from you. I, I saw when I was when I was researching you before this. Um, there's there was a title of one of the YouTube videos, and it was like um Stephen Robinson. It was something like that. They used a, a, a like a like the word like annihilated or something like that, and it was about you getting you know punched out or whatever it was right and i was like how does the pressure like has the pressure affected you massively since especially since turning pro like when you turned pro and you got on that ring for the first time like how did it feel the pressure difference between doing the amateur fights i think due with the the adhd i don't feel emotions so i've always been the rock of 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 my family whenever mm. me whenever my dad's down when my dad had cancer and everyone was sort of like <gasps> I was like listen it's life it's a mm. circle of life if he di- well, cliche if he dies he dies but <laughs> for me like I go through life thinking whatever happens is meant to happen whatever this like there's so many people worse off like I say I'm, I'm fought in seven months because of the politics of boxing now mm. I could have let that really 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 get yeah. me that's my income that's my life Yeah, I put all my eggs in one basket as I said earlier I've got no GCSEs or anything but I tell you what I do do I wake up every day healthy I wake up every day with people around us who love us mm-hmm. I get to breathe I get to yeah I get to see I get to taste I've got all my faculties mm-hmm. and I've got a house and a roof over my head. Now, unfortunate, there's people get, who wake up who are terminal, who mm-hmm. haven't got family to turn to, who haven't got a roof over their head, who can't see, who can't, yeah, who can't yeah. taste, who. And 
you know, I, I appreciate my life so much more yeah. than, than than what you know what it could be and what yeah. it could have been. Had I have had I have took the wrong path and allowed myself to get into a rut of of the people and and knock around and hadn't had I not have had football, it could have been a million yeah, yeah. times worse. I could, I could have been not yeah, but you know I yeah. wouldn't have been yeah. Might not have had a, a drago. You know, would, not have been, yeah. you know I, I probably would have been ten stone on heroin or mm. or in a prison cell yeah, or, yeah. or six feet under. Yeah, and I appreciate like like I've like I said earlier. I've never failed. I mm. couldn't give a shit about that one loss mm. on me record. That one loss doesn't mean anything to me. It means that that one loss, which was one. This isn't this isn't a boxing podcast. This isn't anything to do with boxing. So the, yeah. the you know. The well, I've I've got a few I've got a few questions coming up about the. What about I mean is, album, people yeah. who are watching this aren't going to be massive boxing fans. But that that fight I lost. I'd lost a family member. This is this is one thing that I've never spoke about. I never wanted to go into that fight, ever. Mm. I was at the darkest time of my life going into that fight. Was a fight in Shane's, all right? In Shane, Shane yeah. Gill. And I got forced into that fight mm-hmm. off the hierarchy. And I, you need a fight. Yeah. You contracted the fight. Mate, I can't fight. My head's gone, man. I need to be mm. home. I need to fight. Okay, I'll use that as fuel. I'll use that as fire. Mm. Uh, uh, Ellis would have wanted us to be in that ring. Granted, I'll use that as fire. Yeah. Then as I... Everything... It was as if I must have done something wrong because everything seemed to go wrong from the Friday uh, before the fight. Mm-hmm. Things started going wrong at the weigh-in. Um, then on the Saturday, my gloves hadn't turned up. That I was meant to be wearing, mm-hmm. and I ended up with a pair of spare pair of gloves that I hadn't trained in, I hadn't fought in. Then they said, "Oh, uh, we're going to change your ring won't music." I went, "Don't you fucking dare change my ring won't music." That ring won't music. That's is, what gets is you fired up. Dedicated to Ellis. After I found out that Ellis had passed away. Me, me, and Ellis had literally just been on the phone with each other singing Bare Necessities two days earlier. On the, the so on the Tuesday when when I went down to Cardiff, yeah. me and him were on on FaceTime. He, he he was drinking him and his girlfriend and was singing the Bare Necessities, and his funeral song was uh, a song from Dappy. Um, so it it's it was a song from Dappy. Talking about talking about mental health that then mm. transitioned into bare necessities um, with a with a, with a DJ sort and I was like, don't you dare change my ring walk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you go back to that fight and watch my ring walk. They play some Russian daft national anthem. Mm. I think the USSR national anthem. I'm standing. I turn to Mark and I go, I'm not fucking walking. I'll never forget. Mark standing there. I'm there at the top of the thingy waiting for this. Waiting for this song mm. to come on, and bah, some bah, bah. Yeah. some U.S. saw this 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 gimmick, mm-hmm. you know, from from the hierarchy, who were just totally taking the piss with a with a thing. They didn't listen to you. That I think that was what pissed, must have pissed you off the most. So they just didn't take you still, into consideration. Still, well, 
And I turns to Mark and I goes, I'm not walking. And Mark was like, Stephen Howard, right? So before you fight, you get told how many people are watching. Mm-hmm. So I was the second fight on Sky and they had just come in, though he's called The Whip, and it was like, there's 2.6 million watching. Wow. And that's, that's not on fire sticks because, I mean, yeah. 90% of people haven't got Sky. Yeah. You know, I, I mean... There's I, loads of other streams going yeah, on on that, yeah. So that's, that's 2.6 million on Sky and then probably wow. another million on fire sticks so yeah. and I, Mark was like Stephen you need to walk and I, I watched that ring walk I'm, I'm, I'm arguing with Mark I walked down the ring I was that close and I wish I had have just went fuck you in front of the camera walked under the ropes and walked away because wow. you watch that fight and not once do they come to my corner during the during the minute break and that's what normally they do, the cameras mm. go, because Mark's going, Steve, what are you doing? And I'm going, fuck off, you prick. I'm, I don't want to be fine. I'm not, but I want, I wanted him to knock us out. Mm. You like, wanted it over with. I want, I, I just wanted to be hurt. I just wanted to be hurt. That whole fight, I boxed with my hands down. I was going, hit his man. And he, bang, bang, bang. And I was just standing. Your mind wasn't on the Stand, fight. It was on the, I was, yeah. I was gone. I was going, fourth round, I come back in the corner and there was a big, massive screen. And I looks up and you see Shane Gill go bomb, bomb, and I just go boom, and my hair move. And I went, I says to Mark, I went, what round went? Mark went, you going to the fifth? I went, am I losing? You went, aye, every round. He says, you've, you've been, I can't even remember. I remember being there, but yeah. I can't even remember what, I can't remember the rounds. Yeah. And I went, fucking hell. He went, you need to knock him out. And you watch the fifth and the sixth round. That's when I started actually boxing. You kind of came back round. That's when I come back bit, round. Yeah. And, but, you know, I don't, I was never, ever asked about losing, mm. which is why I then, from that, I knew what I had to do. And I beat the next up and coming. Yeah. You no, know, Tyson Fury had him sign. Nick Campbell, who was a Scottish heavyweight champion, yeah, yeah. he had the belt. And Tyson Fury said he's the best thing since life spread. And he signed him up. And Sky had him signed. And I says to Sky, right, I want the hardest test I can get. And in boxing, you, as I said earlier, there's politics. You've got the British Boxing Board who yeah, has yeah. to who has to accept every fight. So there's no way would they let me fight Anthony Joshua. It doesn't work like that. Do you yeah, know you've what got I mean? to, you've so almost got to, you've got to work you up a yeah. little bit. Yeah. So yeah, as yeah. I was saying earlier, if someone rang me and said you're fighting Anthony Joshua, uh, you know, it wouldn't happen. But, but if it did, you'd be like, fuck yeah. yeah of course, <laughs> I would, yeah, yeah. course I would. But so the hardest fight I could have yeah. at the time was Nick Campbell, six and zero, oh, six knockouts. Yeah. Um, th- this big thing. Yeah. And Sky rang us and says, do you want the Nick Campbell? I says, absolutely yes. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. 100%, because I knew, I know me worth, I know what was going on in that fight. Yeah. Sky know what was going on in that fight. And I knew fine well, going into the Campbell fight, yeah. that I was going to win, because I knew that that was 20% of, of me. Mm. Um, and that loss 
as I say, it's, it's a lesson. Yeah. Well, you, you posted on social media afterwards. You made a video and you've had a little post about it and then you disappeared for a little bit. You took some time off, didn't yeah. you, after that? Yeah. Like, obviously, you, you mentioned the video you were saying for the people that supported you. Like, did you feel bad for the people that had what came to watch you fight or tuning in to see you fight? Did you feel bad that you almost, not through the match, but that you maybe let them down a little bit? Or? I, I think, I, yeah. And, and another thing is because, no, I've never once spoke about it and mm-hmm. I never will I'll never go on these these channels and I could have said on Sky Sports you know they made me fight they done this I didn't want yeah, it yeah, yeah. but I've never done that because I'm as humble in victory as I am in defeat Shane Gill didn't know what was going on all yeah. Shane Gill had to do was come put on a performance and win and he did yeah. you and even said that as well you said he was a good a good fight you put up a good show like, you, totally you didn't slag him off or anything or say nah, oh fuck this guy like nah, he, nah. yeah you Google where Shane Gill now, he's got blood clot. You'll never box again. Mm. So that shows how hard I hit that the guy will never box again yeah. after, after, after the back of boxing me. Yeah. You know, he failed a brain scan and he'll never ever box again. Yeah. And. Jesus. And it's a shame. Yeah. It's, a, yeah, it's yeah. an awful it, it, it sport you're in. It throws you back to obviously when you uh, snap your hamstring. Oh, whatever, yeah, yeah. And it's like, it does get that taken away from you. But that's a sport we're in, and yeah. that's why I hate these people who sit on social media and keyboards. And that's not just in boxing, it's, it's in life, because oh, yeah. we're all these people who sit and talk about mental health and being an advocate for mental health, and we need to help people, yeah. and we need and to be not. there. <laughs> and then the same people will sit there, you know, resting a can of Foster's on the belly, eating a kebab, with chilli sauce all over the finger, sitting on the iPad, right? Yeah. I shit. Ah, you should have done this, you should have done that. Listen, yeah, yeah, yeah. you go to the gym, You, they're, 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 I say these people, uh, as I said earlier, when when somebody only shows a succession, when somebody's sitting, I got asked a question, do you want to find these trolls? And do you want to fight them? Do you want to hit them? Do you want to hurt them? And yeah. I says, the opposite. I want to ring these trials and say, are you all right? Because yeah. these are struggling. Hurt people, hurt people. These, of course yeah. they are. These are unhappy with their lives. So what do they do? They go on social media in the hopes that I comment mm. or that they get a like or somebody else who's unhappy comments going, ha, 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 that's fantastic. Yes, I agree. And then they have a full-on conversation on the yeah. thread. You see there, <laughs> they probably off, become yes. friends yeah. off the back of slagging me off misery loves me, miserable but, company man but anybody and and unfortunately these people are in a dark 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 place mm-hmm. that they need they feel the need to put others down because yeah. they're not happy with their own life and like I say I, I couldn't think of anything worse than than going and, and seeing them or getting the ring like, that's why I never respond to them. That's why yeah. I never reply to them. You see people reply to them and getting angry. And There's no point. That, that That's what they thrive off. Of course exactly. do. Exactly. But mate, so obviously I've got a lot of fitness fans who listen to this. Like a lot of people are into the gym and stuff like that. So I want to take a break from your personal story and just ask a bit about what it's like to actually be um, training for a fight, to be, a, to be a boxer, like behind the scenes almost, right? So can you tell me what sort of the, obviously the training and the diet sort of like, what's that, when you're training for a fight... How what what calories you on? What kind of what? How many days are you training? Like, what's that like for you? So obviously, I'm heavyweight. 
So every every everybody's different. Mm-hmm. So you, you the, the most boxers will have a nutritionist. Yeah. Um, or they'll they'll you you know your body. Everybody's bodies are different. Yeah. You know, for what work, what for what might work for someone might not work for the other. So for me, I, I fast every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't eat my first meal till two o'clock. Not for a fitness benefit. Not just simply because. I'm not hungry. And I found mm. that when I come back from Hong Kong, I was very, very jet-lagged. Um, and it, 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 I think I sort of found myself not eating till three, four o'clock mm-hmm. because I wasn't hungry. And I'd, I'd eat till sort of four, four in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then as the jet-lag become normal and, and I... And I sorted myself out, which is probably one of the reasons why I went up to 140 odd kilo. Um, I got in. I just didn't ever feel the need for breakfast. Mm. You know, but that's not me telling people not to have breakfast. Yeah, it's just it works. It works fast. for you. Yeah, it's it's just you know it's, it's an important meal of the day. Nutritionists, there's a science behind it that it's an important meal of the day. It's just. Just no, the, 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 for me. when when they say that, do you, do you know who sold the lie? The breakfast, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. If you, you've heard that breakfast yeah. is the most important meal of the day, it's yeah. not. Breakfast cereal company sold you that lie, yeah. but it's it's like as well as the cholesterol in eggs. <laughs> yeah. They're the same people yeah. who said that eggs will cause heart attacks and cause this because I'm waiting for mine. I have four eggs every morning. I'm well, still waiting for my heart yeah. attack. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. It's, it's, it it's like uh, we we always say here at the gym. We always say the most important meal is the next one. The most important sleep is the next it's one. The next one. The most important training is the next one. Yeah. And it's like, because in, in, with that mentality, you just keep going. You just keep going. But it's actually funny that you said that um, the science behind it, because for us uh, early ancestors, like, are you into that sort of stuff where you talk about the yeah, 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 yeah. yeah so obviously, like, we used to, you know, we didn't just have, you know, cornflakes in wet no. tent or wet little mud hut or whatever. We had to go out and hunt for food. So we would have like. No food for most of the most of the day. Have a massive fuck off feast in the middle of the day, and then go to sleep a little bit hungrier. Right? Would would eat that sort of mm. midday once people have brought back the meat and stuff. And part of us is still a little bit like that. We get, um, I don't know whether you you get this when you don't eat for say till two o'clock. Do you get that a little bit more focus? Now, have you got to that stage where you're a little bit more alert and you're like, you've got past the hunger stage of like, oh shit, I really just want some fucking cocoa pops, and now you're just like, I'm a bit more focused. So three three times of the year I do a seventy two hour fast. Nice. And it's weird because seventy two hours in you're still shitting, and that's what I always say. That's how you know what's in your body. Yeah, you still got it. Because you're there. still having a shit <laughs> seventy two hours later. Yeah. How? Yeah. I'm not here for seventy two hours. And the hardest part about a seventy two hours fast, as well as training twice a day, mm-hmm. is your is your brain. Because your brain's saying, I'm starving. Mm-hmm. But like you say, animals and humans sometimes used to go three, four, five, six days without food. Because mm. you, know, you had to catch lions it, yeah. don't eat. Lions don't eat for a week, sometimes two weeks. Yeah. Uh, anacondas have one meal and they don't eat for a month. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, us as humans, when the, the, the cavemen, the Neanderthals, you know, that's what our appendix is for, to break down cherries, 
sticks, leaves, dirt, really, is it? Trees. It's dirt, there's a lot of stuff from dirt. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you didn't know when your next meal was. Yeah. You didn't know when you were going to. That's why you your know, body stores it as well. Because it's it like, yeah. Exactly. And that's why we store water. That, uh, you know, we're, we're cactuses, camels, because you don't know when your next drink is. You don't know when your next meal is. The body mm. is an amazing thing that people yeah. are, 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 are so. I want to use. I'm going to use the word ignorant about looking in oh, what it actually does. And you know, when when you're hungry, it's the same as with training. Though, when you think you're done, when you've done that last burpee, and you think I can't do anymore, you're at seventy percent of what you can really do. Yeah, there's there's always that little bit more. That's 100%. that's what I loved about having a trainer was because when you're on your own, you're like. I can let that one go. With with when I trained with Paul as well, like obviously I said, like sometimes I used to go in there, I'd be sick. He, if you asked him now, Paul is sure that I was sick that time on the on the road machine. <laughs> I tell him I was just wretched. He's like, "No, you were fucking sick, rock soy." But uh, yeah, like in in going through the training stuff, when you've got a trainer, he's like, "You're gonna do one more rep. You're doing one more." And even if I have to like slightly help you or support your arms or whatever, you get that done because you're being held accountable as well. Yeah. And I think that's the reason a lot of people don't understand their bodies is because no one's holding them accountable. Yeah. No one's teaching them this stuff. No one's teaching them that you're probably not hungry. You're just eating because you're bored. Or I had an emotional eating coach on here who said, um, like, uh, we eat a lot for emotional voids. So a filling where sadness, where, you know, overly emotional state with food. And that's why a lot of people now are obese. or you know, we're in an obesity epidemic. And it's like, yeah, because people are just filling their voids with food. If it's not drink, it's food. If it's not tabs, it's food. Do you know what I mean? It's a, it's it's that endless cycle of like I've got something missing. I'm gonna fill it with food as well. It, yes, but at the same time, when we are sad, when we are depressed, we release leptin, which is the hunger hormone. So if you haven't got the mindset to say no, I'm. You know, I'll have a, I'll have a carrot, I'll have an apple, I'll have mm. some celery, I'll go on a walk where leptin is then getting rid of and you start to release serotonin, you start to release the happy hormone yeah. and, and, and that's forgot about. Your yeah. brain is is now not hungry. Mm-hmm. But as I said earlier, we're ignorant uh, to 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 listen and, mm. and to to learn about the body and for me nutrition in a human body you you can never learn yeah because there's so many different people so many different theories so many different scientists like the people you've had on yeah there'll be other people watching that going they're talking That's shit what, yeah it's the same we, we post you post a fitness video saying oh yeah eat this train like this someone's going no you're wrong of course wrong. like we were we put we made a video um because i do a lot of the editing here we made a video of um uh luke the guy that i work with he eats almond butter for the calories Right, some guy was like, "That's wrong. That's not going to help you." He's like, "Well, it works for me, so <laughs> I'm going to hopefully it helps someone else." You know, that's, that's exactly what I tell everybody. I, I don't believe in seventy percent of supplements. Mm-hmm. I, I believe in very little supplements to take. I think there's which ones would you recommend? Which ones do you think work? So for me, creatine. I think yeah. it's the so it's the oldest and most scientifically um, approved supplement in the world mm-hmm. um, it's the most um, it's the most backed and used really backed that's the word I was thinking of thank you it's yeah it's the most backed supplement in the world um, and 
five milligrams of creatine every morning, yeah. I think, is is very important. I'll go on to what I take. So I take five milligrams of creatine every morning. Yeah. Um, I don't get enough vegetables. So for my fiber, I use a supplement called Super Greens. I use Applied Nutrition. Um, but you can get any super greens and, and what that is is it's it's sort of babu extract um wheatgrass spirulina mm-hmm. all in uh, all into one so you're getting all of your all of your sort of greens uh, yeah, i think yeah. it's equivalent to around about 20 um vegetables um yeah. in one one scoop nice. so i have i have my super greens i have my five milligrams of creatine i have me 2,000 milligrams of vitamin C split up over twice a day, mm-hmm. 1,000 in the morning, 1,000 in the afternoon. I then have something called mineral mix, um, which is uh, Joe Rogan spoke about it during COVID. You can't get mm-hmm. it in this country. And that and ivermectin were killing COVID. And funnily enough, guess what become illegal? Ivermectin. Mm-hmm. Um, and guess who made it illegal? Pfizer. So I've conspiracy met, theories one one here become uh, illegal, which is is, is um, and this mineral mix that Joe Rogan spoke spoke about. Um, I have that, and then I have three to five thousand vitamin D. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a oil called Udus oil, which is pretty much similar to. Cod liver oil. Mm-hmm. Um, I drink that out. I have that three times a day, and I have a thing called black seed oil as well, mm-hmm. which is comes from a plant in Pakistan, um, which helps. I mean, if you if you read up on black seed oil, it was a, a scientist who spoke about it called Budwig, Doctor Budwig. Right. Doctor Budwig was a cancer scientist who done a lot of science in cancer that you need to turn your body alkaline to mm-hmm. kill cancer cancer lives off sugars cancer lives off proteins cancer lives off fats so for him he, if anybody who's interested and anyone who knows somebody who is suffering yeah google the budwig mm-hmm. diet i'm gonna have to look at that yeah he is absolutely amazing he talks mm-hmm. about the patterns in cancer and and the, the effects of chemotherapy and mm-hmm. what's out there and, and turning your body alkaline. And yeah, he yeah. talks about this black seed oil, quark. Um, quark? Quark, it's a type of cheese. Right. Um, and, and he talks about Sign the me up, I like cheese. <laughs> yeah. the it's, it's like cottage cheese. Yeah, like happily, top, happily, quark, yeah. quark cheese, very good for you. Um, so I have this black seed oil, and, and that's pretty much the only supplements I have. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, as I was saying earlier, these glycosamine sulfates, these these raspberry ketones, um, all, oh, and I have ZMA before bed, but all these other supplements people take, just because somebody doesn't believe in them, if they work for you mentally, yeah. then they work. Yeah, you've got if to try them, exactly, you, yeah. If they tell you, I'm not injured, because I take glucosamine sulfate. I've never had bad tendons. I've never had bad arms. I mm-hmm. don't suffer with arthritis, and that's because of glucosamine sulfate. Regardless of what somebody else thinks, regardless of the fact there's no science behind it, it works for you. 
you're telling yourself that it works, so keep doing it. Yeah. If it's working, do don't don't worry about it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Do what works for you. Yeah. No matter what people think, no matter what people say, I get told every day that I overtrain. Mm-hmm. But I can't sit in the house. Who tells you that? Is it people that don't? Oh, it's Mark. Mark. It's not people that over that don't train at all. I get told all the time (laughs) off Mark. Don't you dare come in tonight. And uh, he'll come in. He'll go. I'll be sitting doing a thirty mile bike. And he'll go. What I fucking told you not to come in. I'm like Mark. Can I sit in the house? It's either that or sit and play Call of Duty and smash my TV. I can't. Like, I I need need to be in the gym. Like, you know. I'm sitting on the headset telling some little nine-year-old I'm going to punch <laughs> his face in on Call of Duty asking for his dad's address. Like, I can't, I can't be, you know, you'll be sitting in the sniper rifle. Rugging up his door like you're in the night and you're telling it all in the grass. <laughs> um, and, I, and I say to them, like, so, as I say, what, what you know, we can get told things. Mm. We, like, you just got to try it. I've got day. a schedule and... I deviate off that schedule mm. so much because when I'm sitting bored, I'll I'll go for a walk, I'll go to the gym, like. Yeah. But it's all good stuff, though. It's not like oh, I'm I'm on board. I'm going to eat like no, Big Max. No, and, yeah, you, you've got that discipline to keep it. Yeah, 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 but yeah, there's it's nothing that's going to harm you really. In the long no, it's just, it's I mean, just... well, I'm probably when I'm riddled with arthritis and I'm being <laughs> pushed around in a wheelchair when I'm older, mm. then. But at the minute, I'm I'm enjoying it, and I like doing what I'm doing. So I'll just carry on doing what I'm doing. Yeah, exactly. Why not? And it, so, so sort of round this up as well. I've saw in a lot of videos that you talk a lot about legacy. Well, that seems to be a big word in your vocabulary is legacy. So if you could sum up what you would want your legacy to be, like what? Because obviously you've said you do this. You know you love doing it. It's your passion now. It's taken you, you know, your life basically. This is your life. So what? What was? How would you sum up your legacy? My legacy is, is is simply making those who don't believe in themselves, those who are told every day, as I said earlier, that line of no's, there's going to be a yes at the end mm-hmm. of the line. You have to have been at rock bottom. You have to have failed to succeed. My legacy is I simply just want to make anybody who doesn't believe in themselves, everybody who doubts themselves, everybody who... It's told will not become anything because every day in school I was told I'll become nothing. Every and I, you know, people will think that I'm still nothing because I haven't got a GCSE. I'm not working nine to five, pulling in seventy grand a year. You know, being being an HR manager or or this of a massive company, but I'm doing something I love every single day with amazing people around us yeah. pushing us on and for me that is 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 a legacy and just never accept being ordinary never accept yet one chance of life the worst thing to do is hit 50 and go i wish mm-hmm. i'll never have an i wish i wish i had done that yeah if only i did that if only i I'd have done that back then, then I would be. For me, I'll, I'll like never ever have that wish because you don't know what's around the corner. I found that with Ellis. I found that with family members. We don't know what's around the corner for yeah. And you know, we're, 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 there are there are reasons 
and why I do this because I do want people to believe in themselves mm-hmm. that don't believe in themselves. I don't want world titles. I don't want ten million pound in my account. It would be beautiful. I'm in the sport for you know where there is world titles to be yeah. won, where there's big money to be involved, and in, that would be fantastic. I'd be I'd be talking shit if I said it wouldn't it would be, be nice, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. You know, but at the same time, I'm doing it because I've always been that kid who's never had nothing, mm-hmm. who was told he'll have nothing, who didn't believe in himself, you know, and I've been given opportunity after opportunity after opportunity, and I've had so many no's, but for every no, I've gotten and I've had a yes. And those who aren't happy, I've always said, think of a time when you were happy. Think of a time when you had succeeded, because that time is there. And when you can think of that time and you think, oh, fucking hell, I can be happy. I Mm -hmm. am capable of succession. I am capable of succeeding. Think about that and realise that your mindset has been there. You Mm -hmm. have been there and you can go back there. Don't accept ordinary. Don't accept cruise control. Don't accept people telling you, you can't do this, you can't do that because you can. And that's what my leg is. That's what I want to do. I just want people to believe in themselves and go out there and that one life that they get, give it 110%. Make it epic. Before you know it. Yeah. You don't know what's around the corner and you'll become old and you'll become living with regrets. Mm. And you should never live your life with regrets, ever. Absolutely, absolutely. And I think I used to, one of my favourite speakers... Um, when I first started getting into self-help in the speaking world was Les Brown. I'm sure you've probably seen some of his speeches before. And I remember one of his things was, he mentioned that the average human has 28,000 days to live. Now, if you ask someone, how many days do you have to live? Normally they'll be like, man, million, you know, 500,000 or whatever. You know what I mean? Something high, right? 28,000 is the average life expectancy, right? And so if you think... How many of those 28,000 days have you already... 365 days a year. I mean, you can do the maths in your head, maybe. But when you think about that, like, that's not a long time. Mm. No, not when but you spend lives the first that, yeah. 15 year in school. Exactly. And you spend your last 20 year decrepit. <laughs> so really, you take away 35 year of that. You do 35 times 365. You've got a lot less than that. Yeah, you've, you've been missing a huge chunk of time. You, mm. you know, and... People think people seem to live like they've got a million years to live, and it's like you don't. You have very little time, so it's about time you re like taking advice from you, taking advice from anyone else that comes on here, who are living what I would call an above average life. You're not settling for the norm. You're not letting people tell you who you need to be. You're doing what you want, living your way, regardless of what anyone else tells you, regardless of what life's even telling you. Life's telling you no, and you're saying fuck you. That's kind of the what I get from a kind of your. Your mentality, I would yeah. say, is like it's it's it's. A, people almost think a fuck you mentality is arrogant, right? And have you ever been called arrogant? Because I've been called arrogant for a lot of it. I have, I have definitely. Yeah, and and, and you're right. We 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 do. We're told we're arrogant of people who are jealous. Yeah, they don't understand the passion and, and uh, commitment. I would think they don't understand like like they see you and they think, oh, I would never fast till two p.m. I can never do that. Yes, you could. I could never get in the in the boxing ring six days a week. 
yes you could it's up here mostly like is there anything that sticks in your head when it comes to mindset that's really important to you that you remember every single day is there any quote or or mantra that you say to yourself that's important the quote of hell that one yeah the quote of hell was like wow that for me was just like mind blown Mm. to the point where I thought fucking hell like imagine dying and and knowing that you haven't lived your life and you're, yeah. you, you're whether you believe in afterlife or not whether you believe you go somewhere or whether you believe you just you, you die the thought of of not doing what I wanted to do yeah. and not not trying to get and they always say the poor stay poor because they're not willing to invest yeah. And invest the money, invest the time, and the the rich become richer because they are willing to invest. Mm-hmm. They invest the money, they invest the time. And it's not just even riches and financial. No, it's just well, that's what like, I'm saying. The, like life the, the wealth, time. isn't yeah. it? Yeah, because yeah, you can always get more money. You can make money. You can get given money. You can't get more time. You can't buy more time. No, no, no money ever bought a. What, what was that quote from you? Are you a Marvel fan? Yeah. You seen what is it? What does he says in Endgame? It's, it's Iron Man. He says to his dad, doesn't he? Uh, no amount of money ever bought a second of time or something like that he yeah. says and it's so true it's so true we're, we're limited for time and I think listening to your story today is really you know I've, I've, I understand more about where you've came from now the kind of background that you had the kind of mentality you slipped into and then you know gradually got out of like it's amazing to hear but a lot of people do you think a lot of people really need to hit that rock bottom do you think people should almost seek out a rock bottom moment almost do you think that's a necessity or do you think it's just something that is more helpful than not reaching it. But I think we've all reached it. Mm. I think I think everybody will have been at a point where that might not be rock bottom to the point where, you know, you've got nothing. I'm not on about rock bottom. You're homeless point, and you've got yeah, nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just on about rock, a time where you've been at the lowest part of your life and you've bounced back from that. I think we've all hit rock bottom. Yeah, in some way. Everyone's rock bottom is different, though, as well. Of course it is. Of course it is. Like I said, where you, it's about bouncing back. And as I said earlier, have you been happy in your time? Can you think of a time where you've been happy and when mm-hmm. you succeeded? Of course you can. Everybody can. Yeah. And if you think back to that time, then you realise, I can be happy. Yeah. I can succeed. But we're getting to our heads that we can't succeed, we can't be happy. Yeah. And this is when the NHS come in and give you these tablets and you take these tablets to numb everything. Yeah. And you never you never allow your brain to release that serotonin to say, actually, I'm gonna do this because yeah. you just numb it, you numb well, it, you numb the, it. With the vodka. tablets just attack the symptoms they don't attack the cause the right. cause of that unhappiness needs to be addressed 100% yeah so Stephen mate what is next for you what's the next milestone what's the next uh, I know you said you're not bothered about titles but what's the next one that you would like to go for what's next for you in your life mate it's like I say it, it, it's funny with 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 boxing because yeah, it, it's so politically I've had I was going to be fighting in April Mm-hmm. The person pulled out. I was meant to be fighting me. The person pulled out. 
So when I say boxing, there's too many people who want this succession because they believe that there's a, there's a, there's a website called BoxRec. That's your record of boxing. Mm-hmm. That's what everyone goes off. That's what all you, you know, anyone in the in the sport a box wreck somebody yeah. tells you everything about the person. And too many people are, are, are worried about going on box wreck and seeing that zero gone. But for me, records are for DJs, not <laughs> for sports. Mm. And there's no other sport like it. If if you feel in tennis, if you feel in golf, if you feel in football. You get back and you go again. Yeah. You get back and you go again. Whereas with boxing, unfortunately, too many people are worried about failing. And I'm at a I'm at a bit of a stalemate where I think people thought I was a bit of a piss take, a bit of a gimmick after the Shane Gill loss. Mm. People didn't take it serious in the boxing world. They thought oh, he's, he's had five knockouts. He's just a pit. You know, he's he's been in with bums. He's been in with nobodies. Mm. Um, which, by the way, I never took that route. You look at my box wreck, what you're talking about, and I've never fought a journeyman, ever. Mm. never fought somebody with 90 losses. All my wins, all my wins were against people with yeah. winnable records. They weren't easy wins. Well, no. no, no. Anybody stepping through that ring, male or female, is a warrior. Yeah. And none of them are going to be easy. They're there to win. Yeah. It's it's It's... Stemming back to the olden days, it's kill or be killed. You're there and you think, your brain switches to, Uh, I need to win this fight. You know, it's a gladiator sport. We're in the middle of that ring. We're Spartans. We need to, I need to come out here alive. Mm. And that's how your mentality is. Yeah. And as you said earlier, you see my punches where everything's got intent because I have to. You're not just flinging your arms. You're just like, Uh, there's a punch. Because there's somebody there to hurt me. Mm Mm-hmm. And I need to be taken out of that ring victorious, mm-hmm. no matter what. And that that that's that's how my mindset mm-hmm. is. And unfortunately, there's not enough people with that mindset where all they want is just this mollycoddled record. And I think after the Shane Gill lost, people took us as all oh, he's he's just this gimmick. Mm-hmm. And then when. Nick Campbell said, yeah, yeah, I'll fight him. It'll be, you know, it'll be a good fight. It'll be, you know, I'm six foot, I'm six foot seven. He's six foot seven. I'm 19 stone. I come from a professional rugby. He comes from football. And the stories were very similar. We're both going into boxing. They were both the same height. He was heavier. Everything was similar. He had a good record. I was 33 to one from the, in the boogies. Wow. 33 to 1. So, Anio's going into there is a massive underdog, and that's not just from boxing critics, mm. that's from the bookies. Yeah. 33 to 1 is, is ridiculous odds. Like, that's like Chelsea versus Gateshead odds. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I remember thinking, seeing them odds, thinking, no, you can tell nobody knows what I went through with Shane Gill. Yeah. Nobody knows I was at rock bottom, and that's fine. That that that's no problem. Yeah. I, I've never minded being the underdog because I've been the underdog in life. Every time mm-hmm. I was told I'd become nothing, and I ended up in America, and I ended up in Hong Kong. And I've travelled mm-hmm. the world through football, 
you know, I still I, I tell my teachers there that I sit miserable because they come home at six o'clock, have to mark work and go back to school. I just yeah. think, fuck you. You 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 are the one, you know, you, you can't tell kids that. Yeah, you can't. You, you can't. I, some of my school reports, I remember posting a school report, you might have seen on Instagram earlier, saying he'll be nothing, he's embarrassing to teach, he'll, he'll never. And people, teachers were messaging me going, is that real? Like, did a teacher really say that yeah. about you? And I was like, aye. Do you think maybe if, they, if they'd if wrote nice things, do you think it would have spurred you on to be as successful as you have been? Or do no, you think it's kind of helped? Nah, I, I, I don't think... Because you keep that fuck you in the back of your mind, it kind of spurs you, you do, on a bit. You do, but like, I, even my mum talks about it and laughs about it because I used to say it to my mum, oh, what's the point going in for parents, even a ma? They all hate us. <laughs> what, what, what's the point? It's just be like... And she used to go in and the teachers would go, ah, he's, he's great, Stephen. And she'd go, don't lie. I've mm. seen your reports. Yeah. I've seen the red comments. He gets lines off you every week. Don't mm. don't lie to yeah. us. And my mum was amazing. Like, she supported us so much. Yeah. Like, you know, she, and, and my dad, um, they supported us so much through school, knowing that it was a shit hard time. Yeah. Um, but going back to the boxing and, and being at a stalemate, it's yeah. it, it, it's hard because after that Nick Campbell win and winning in four rounds and winning sort of quick succession mm-hmm. against somebody who I should never have won against, people are thinking, fuck. Didn't actually take and, me seriously And Nick now. Campbell's come out and said he had 54 amateur fights. He's done... Thousands of rounds of sparring with the best in the world. Tyson Fury had him signed up. He was sparring mm. Tyson Fury every day. He had seven amateur fights. He says he's never, ever, ever been hit like it in a podcast. He says it, it was like getting hit off a brick. He says he, he can't explain. Mm. He says I didn't even realize. He says, I, and that's not me. Blow, like we said, no, he, he said they, that. You know, what I mean? people are going on. Oh, he sounds arrogant. Like that, this isn't coming from me. I don't. I don't sit there and say I hit hard. But I, I'm sure my record and the people lying on the mm. back doesn't. I think off the back of the Nick Campbell that was in December. I think off the back of that, people have thought, "Clock." Yeah. And as I say, I, I, I'm yeah. I'm not allowed to fight the people there because of the British Boxing Board, so yeah. I have to fight the people there, then there. Mm-hmm. I'm ranked, I think I'm ranked 115th in the world and 12th in the UK. So, so is the goal, do you think the goal is climb that list then? 100%. Yeah. I want to, I'm fighting June 24th against Frank Ignatius, who's ranked 9th. Nice. He's 9 and 0. Very, very, very tidy boxer. I know, but he's the only one and fair play to Frank he's the only one that's accepted the fight I've had three mm. people pull out on us who said on social media I'll fight him he's a bum and then mm. when we've contacted him I said alright then let's go <laughs> they pussied out oh well nice. actually and this is where, what, what I stem back to people are all happy sitting behind a computer screen mm. talking shit about others and it's yeah. When it comes to it, they pull out, and it's uh, yeah, so that you guys. And, and I, I wouldn't go out on the social media and go, "Listen, you, you little prick, you're a <laughs> pussy. You've told me that you'll fight us on social media, but you're not. 
it's not it's not worth it because you just look like antagonistic and stuff yeah so i just let, let them so. look let them dig their own grave yeah because so so people yeah, go why aren't you fighting steve Holmes? Yeah. Well, what happened and that's what exactly no answer exactly but mate listen i have no doubt that you are gonna climb that rank and i have no doubt because i've seen you for years now in the gym Every time I come in, you're pretty much there, non-stop, <laughs> relentless. Like, you're consistent, you, you know what you're talking about, you know what you're doing, and you've got a great team behind you. So, mate, I have no doubt at all, and I've got absolute faith in you that you can do it. Well, thank friend. you, so, I really appreciate it. And it's been thank fantastic you. having you on the podcast thank as well, mate. Thank you very much. But listen, guys, thank you very much for listening in today. Um, obviously, if you are listening on Spotify, you can give us a five-star rating. None of this four-star bullshit. Uh, and if you're on Apple Music as well, the same. And be sure to follow Stephen. Uh, where can people follow you on social media? What's your handle? Uh, I will be on Instagram. I, yeah. I, 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 don't I couldn't find you on Facebook. I was like, where the fuck's no, he on Facebook? I'm not on Facebook. Mm. I, I got made to make... I wouldn't have social media. Mm. If, if it wasn't such a big thing to have, uh, I wouldn't have it. Yeah. I'm, I'm, not a, I'm, I'm not really into social media. Um, the lies, the things that come yeah. with it. So I'm, I'm only on Instagram. It's a Steve, um, is it Stephen Robinson underscore Drago? Is that right? Or AKA Drago, isn't it? I'll put it. On, I'll put it on the bottom of the screen know. as well. You, so you can follow it used as well. to be the US, but I, I don't even know. Yeah, what to the US as well. Exactly. I really don't know what it got changed to. Yeah. Uh, Stephen Robinson, something. And yeah, I'm pretty sure it's underscore AKA Drago somewhere. Uh, but I'll put it on the bottom of the screen, guys. You can uh, follow all Stephen's career and see him uh, climb the top and kick the absolute living shit out of Tyson Fury. Right. So, <laughs> until the next episode, guys. I will see you all very, very soon. Thank you.